Spider-Sense better be tingling because we're back with another episode of the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And I'm Brandon Murray. And this is episode number 17. 17. Here we go, boys. Are you ready? Strap yourselves in. We're ready for that 17. <laughs> back yeah. again. Yes. Uh, if you want to find us on the intro nets, you can go over to Twitter at WS Marvel Comics and you can talk to me and Brandon occasionally. Uh, we're also on iTunes, Stitcher. No, not Eric. <laughs> iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, the Spotify's, all of those places that you can go. And if you do listen to us wherever you can and they, you're allowed to rate and review us, we'd appreciate it, but we will not demand it, though Eric Shea often I'll demands demand things. It. He demands yes. it. Uh, and I just want to mention, we don't mention normally but because we are a new podcast only 17 episodes so far we're, we're young 17 we're young strong episodes though, young, I, I don't know maybe 12 <laughs> strong I, I would say i don't know that one that i was not there i, I can't say that was strong. uh <laughs> but might have the most downloads maybe about? <laughs> how dare you uh but yes if, if you haven't listened to us before we are a spoiler podcast so we're going to spoil some stuff and a couple of these books, especially the last We're one we talked about, you. huge spoilers in that last one. So, yeah, unfortunately, if you don't like spoilers, you're going to have to go and read the books before you listen to us. And because of that, I'll just spell it out, even though it's in the title. We're going to be talking tonight about Tony Stark, Iron Man number three, Doctor Strange number four, Moldemo Man number three, Thor something or other. It was that four. Uh, Thor number four. Uh, Edge of Spider-Geddon, number one, and Extermination, number one. That is the lineup tonight. We have a lot of books, and we're going to start with Tony Stark Iron Man, number three, written by Dan Slott, art by Valerio Scheide. Scheide, we're not allowed to curse on this podcast. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> Ed- careful. Edgar Delgado. Say his name right. Rachel Ru- I don't know how to say it. I've heard that, like seven different times. I heard, as close as you can get right it there, It was weird. One guy told me that was Valerio Thompson is how you pronounce it. I don't think that's right. I, I really I don't think that. from seeing how that's written, I have Smith. Rachel Rosenberg and VC's Travis Lanham. It's virtual insanity as Tony Stark opens his escape to beta testing, but Machine Hand, Machine Hand, Machine Man has other plans. <laughs> machine we, Man. This is the second time we're doing this, and I still can't get through this. He hates flesh bags and will stop at nothing to bring down Stark and his new game. The story may not be the end of universe stuff. But I had a lot of fun, and it'll surprise everyone here who's listening to our DC Comics podcast. Eric Shea, he hates tech more than Nightwing, I think, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. is against any sort of tech in uh, books, and especially He's probably tech. hated it longer than Nightwing, yeah, too. He, he I, doesn't... I hate it when you use it as a jump-the-shark yes. moment. I'm you, whenever I, even the situation we're dealing with in this, the whole virtual like escape world that we're dealing with, for some reason, it makes me go back to the 90s, like when the X-Files went, where Mulder and Scully got put into a video game and had to fight their way out. I'm like, whenever I hear... It can get very yeah, cliche. Man, exactly. Whenever I hear something about it, I'm like, well, I don't want any parts of this. I, I already dealt with this. I have my war scars. I don't need any more. Yeah, yeah. And, but with that, 
as it goes, I like it. I know that Eric likes it a little more than he would let on right away because we'd already talked about this and things failed. But um, I like it because it's something different, even though – even if it's the same – Oh, Jim, they also did the story in Sliders. Sliders, yeah. I've seen the story over and over again. I mean, really, Ready Player One, uh, The Matrix. It's a pretty cliche sci-fi thing. It's very cliched. And with that, Dan Slott kind of plays with that, even within this virtual world when they do get into it. He even plays with the idea of Westworld. But uh, by the end, you kind of grasp a different idea of what's going on and why – because at the end, Tony kind of opens up to Jocasta of having a soul and not having a soul and basically well, it's, being it's an not AI an escape from rea- I'm saying it's not an escape from reality. It's an exploration to find the human soul, yeah, Jim. Yeah, this is what – I mean, and it, it, isn't that – it is. And the, the weird thing about it is is that it's Tony Stark's kind of pompous nature of – making a game that he wants all these people to play. But in the meantime, it's all for him. He wants to see if an AI can have a soul and a life and yeah. can be virtually If it can be passed off more than he can himself as, as a yes, human being. Because by well, the end, I think he also wants to, you know, search this question out because if these robots, you know, created robots can find a soul, yeah. he thinks he can yeah, now find yeah. his oh, yeah. new soul that he's quote unquote looking for really yeah, you know he definitely is. Uh, he's not sure he and has what, the, the one part that confused me was with roadie did you understand the exchange i just think that roadie just wanted no parts of this nonsense he ain't playing no well, that's, games that's i the just whole think thing they too, wanted where, him you out. know from from what he was talking about you know i you know roadie i came back wrong and roadie realized look i don't want to play this like i know why you're doing it you know, yeah. it's not this whole nonsense reason you're telling everybody yeah, I know why you're doing yeah. this. The whole thing he says, you think we you both came know back why wrong. you're really you're doing it. You're in search this. of something. Yeah. yeah, he's in search to see if because the whole thing it starts out at a point of view thing of a beta tester getting involved. Is Iron in Man this. a non-playable character, Jim? He, well, he is a he's kind of what Jacosta said. Playable character. Yeah. Well, in this part <laughs> though, you go into this world of Iron Man. It's everybody's Iron Man. You have Iron Man with different suits and things like that. And in this beta test, you're supposed to go through and find out who are the NPCs and who are the real people, the real people being Tony, friends, and family that are in there. In the meantime, Jocasta even says, and it kind of comes back to play at the end, hey, can I get involved? You know, I I don't know if I should because I'm kind of an AI myself, but I'll be a player character. No, no, you you go in. It, It means more by the end. This player character that we start with, with this whole idea of a point of view deal, Spoiler alert, it's Jocasta the whole time. She's the one that we get to see through, and she's the one who's really winning. And you get this idea. There's NPCs in there that he, Tony has made them as lifelike as he can and wants to see if they can pass. That's, that's the thing. The whole thing is they're supposed to find the human people. But to me, Tony wants to see if he's been able to create AIs that are passable as human because in fact he kind of is himself and such a weird thing ais too yeah 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 and it's such a weird thing for even jocasta though for how you know you know how pro like ai pro robot she is the whole equality between humans and you know these these artificial beings that were in this world where these things are created left and right there's thousands of these uh ais these non like playable kind of npcs as they call them i'm not a gamer so i don't know these things but uh there's thousands of them. They seem to have their own life and personality. Yeah. 
and they just start getting eradicated. Left well, right. they do. And it never because, really yeah. seems to become a thing that anybody worries about. And it seems odd, though, well, for I Jacosta mean, really. and Tony himself to be not upset about it. It still is a game, Eric. Calm yourself down. It's still a game. And it's still – Until but, it's not. Well, and this is the problem, <laughs> though. To Machine Man, it, it's a little more. Aaron Stack shows up. And boy, he's over the top. He's way too over the top. He shows up while Jacosta is talking to Tony about this game and stuff. And Aaron Stack just comes up and he blows his stack. He comes and just starts yelling, you're going to be with this, you know, flesh bag. And they, you know, have some robot domestic violence going down. I mean, it's it's crazy. He and he I didn't like the way he took her arm to take her away. He's also shaking his fist at Tony and Tony's kind of playing it off. But the funny thing is, is little does Aaron Stack know is that Tony's kind of the same as him. He's kind of a machine man himself. And they had that weird line that I thought didn't play out at all with machine man. That's kind of redundant, right? That's like a vehicle car. I'm like, no, yeah, it I didn't get that. <laughs> it's the human, like the human body is a machine. So machine man's a little it, it, redundant. It's like, just, it's ah, like, I would have myself human. a yeah, machine. Like, that's you just, haven't seen me work, Tony. Yeah, yeah, really. So you have that whole deal, but yeah, he grabs Jacosta and they're yelling at each other. I'm like, this is in front of, yeah. you know, Jacosta's This is like boss. when you're you're at a bar and your friends are arguing. You're like, I don't know them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. Turn like, and look the other way. You're like, I, who I, brought that? It was like episode 50 of the DC Comics podcast. I had to get away from them. Where's my soundboard? Uh, with this, though, you do see as they get taken away, you do see Bethany is watching as well. That's kind of a, a hint at later. Uh, she's got a little smirk on her face. Yeah, there. yeah. She's like, oh, I got my end because what happens then is she does go to the robot bar. You know that robot bar that we all hang out in that you get a, I hate the robot g- bar. They always say we don't serve your oil. kind here. Yeah, really. Give me some what oil. What do they drink? Yeah. They drink oil. Yeah, who knows, but they're playing pool. It's kind of a funny deal. Well, you have Bethany kind of go as a virtual reality like, uh, you know, robot and goes. And, and the the way she explains it to Machine Man, my, to my, give them You know what's great, though? This it. whole thing is we do have a character in this robot bar. It's Herbie from the old Fantastic Four yeah. cartoon that yeah. took up one of the spots of the Fantastic Four. Uh, is he oh, I saw there? him there. Oh, I see yeah, him now right in the right corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He also have what appears to be a 3XL. you got a couple of guys in there. are pretty funny. Uh, but, yeah, they're there, and she's kind of though. And I actually like the idea because she's thought it through. Now, this is all a ploy to get Tony off their scent, well, for her and the controller and things like that. But I like that she's like, hey, I can get you in. Here's a beta test. You're going to have all access. You'll be able to do it. You could bring this down. And he's like, why don't you go and do it? And right away she says, listen, I can't upgrade. Tony made me. I'm a Stark robot. He made me. I can't upgrade. You know, think of that. I I am doomed to just be what I am now. And that's Machine Man's like, okay, I got you. And that's gonna, he's yeah. a problem. You're right. I got to take yeah. him down. They're going to go really in. I really like to, for some reason, it's just a nice little callback for anybody who might have, you know, know Aaron Stack Machine Man, that the helm he puts on to, like, you know, activate his God mode, cheat mode to go into the escape is his old, his face, old face when he was Machine yeah. Man. Yeah. And yeah. I really like that little call out there. Yeah. So a lot of little call outs that I really enjoy yeah, in this there issue. Are. There are some cool little things. And as you go in, like, you have in this world, all these different – you have a sports world. You have a concert going on with uh, with Tony's mother. I'd be going uh, right to the sports world. Yeah, That's I would have too. And it, it even says like you can be – but they're there to look to see if they can figure out the AI. And they, basically it's like anybody who's doing something that 
is less than perfect must be the AI. That's not always the case. Uh, it ends up, and they end up in the West World, and they even say, I, I thought Eric would get mad because, like, oh, man, somebody didn't watch HBO. They, this time, I'm like, ooh, they didn't go to the movie there, and I thought no. Eric would get mad. But, yeah, through this, though. I'm not that pretentious. Oh, you are. Uh, through this, though, Machine <laughs> Man. Machine Man does enter and just starts wrecking house. He is destroying things, and this is where yeah. uh, He's got Eric, the BFG in Doom. Yeah, yeah, he does. Sure. And and you have the idea where I know Eric had a problem with Machine Man is all about AI rights and all about these things. And he does go in and just starts wrecking house. And these and AIs are going the down. Of like saying, like, look, check this out. I am going to commit genocide in here, but I'm going to do it for all of you, my brothers. I'm like, this is you have set, in my mind turned Machine Man into just an outright villain that faces no you have, repercussions. But again, you have to realize so that this is just a game. The, they only exist in this and probably just get reset yeah. anyway so they're not like machine man or jocasta where they actually have like jobs or, yeah, or life just going through a routine but yeah. they are the problem is you are walking a line and that's kind of the thing like you, you do see where machine man's deal is like tony has overstepped the line tony has made these ais a little bit more than they should be but they do seem to have a little more of a soul or at least a life than what a normal one had. So it is odd. Well, like even that the he one running away. Back. Yeah, I thought this was supposed to be fun. Yeah, you have a porky pig, it looks like. And there's some fun <laughs> things. You even see I have Miss Marvel at one point, uh, you know, fighting Bro, behind looks like and she's stuff. blowing the pieces yeah, in the yeah, sky. Yeah. And uh with that though, they do end up and, and while Jocasta is in that she is the one who's winning this game. She's winning as all these other NPCs are getting killed or getting taken out. And it ends with them finding Tony in the game. And that was the big thing, to find Tony at the end. And they do, and he's as Doctor Strange. And it's kind of funny because Machine Man does find him and says, you know, you're as pompous. I should have known that you would say, you know, he's the source coder supreme. And as they do, it looks like Machine Man is just going to rip his brain apart. Now, with that... I'm actually shocked, like Eric said, about how he's going through all these other crazy things. I'm actually shocked at this point that Machine Man doesn't realize that Tony's a little bit different than he thought. And maybe he does. I don't know. It seems like Machine Man's out. He's kicked to the curb by the end. But yeah, I think he's and, just a throwaway villain. For and the in this, you even see a celestial behind him. I mean, stuff's going down. And I just don't know how far Escape's going to go now that there is a safeguard that should be put up against the fact of where, you know, Tony's connect this thing. And since, you know... Uh, Machine Man does have the gods like code essentially. Yeah. He's almost able to rip it out of Tony's mind. Oh to the yeah, point where Tony if basically. Yeah. blasted him. He was so connected because of Machine Man, he would have been rendered a vegetable. Yeah, he like, yeah, been a vegetable. I don't think this is going to be going out to markets anytime no, soon. No, and she says, and again. Tony, all the other players, I don't know that that would go with a player as well, but yeah, that's trouble. Uh, but with that, you have Jocasta to figure out what she has to do. And since she is the only NPC left, or a player character left, uh, beta tester, she ends up just blasting herself. She ends up, and it's a pretty cool point of view Ending shot, the game. where she realizes that if she dies, Instead of trying to save Tony, she can save everybody by ending the game, and that does end the game. So she figures it out. They come out of this reality, and as they come out, you have Tony, who just looks smug, who's just like, hey, Machine Man, thanks a lot. This was the best beta test we've ever had, and he's so mad. 
And he's mad at Jocasta because then he realizes it's Jocasta and the whole idea of why did you stop me with this? This is ridiculous. And that's where you get that wraparound where you had uh, you have Jocasta, like I said, kicking Aaron to the curb, saying, I don't want anything to do with you. And also, then machine, you have, man. yeah, Bethany kind of like really digging into Tony like, yeah, you know what? It's all here. Aaron was cloning and using all the all- security and breaches saying that him. it was Jocasta who also let her security clearances be used by machine men. I know, and the dog and the the cat are playing chess. Uh, Yahtzee, dumb dog. (laughs) Dumb dog. I like that, too. It was pretty funny. But this is where you do have where it looks like Tony is supposed to not like Jocasta because Bethany set up. Look, machine man got in using her clearances, but Tony does go up to Jocasta and really opens up to her the most important thing in his life right now is that he actually kind of remade himself cell by cell and digitized and restored his brain and all that. He's kind of a machine. He is a machine man now. And he doesn't says doesn't know that, if he has a soul that he's he come back. Sometimes Jocasta, dead is yeah. better, you know? And he says to Jocasta, do you think I have a soul? Do I still have one? And she's like, I don't know. I'm like, oh, well. I know I have one. Yeah, she's like, like, I have one, yeah. I I love that, the whole idea that an AI, you know, an artificial intelligence robot knows that she has a soul where a human being has no idea. That's what I really like. I'm telling you, this whole background story, since it's been, you know, presented, the whole idea where Tony thinks he's come back wrong, I really like this whole thing. Yeah, I do too. It's like, while we have an over-the-top concept to explore further, the concept itself is not that over-the-top, and it's handled with care, and I really like the way it's being done here. I do too. And really what what this book has is that I had a lot of fun with this. But like you said, in the background, there's some pretty deep things and you get a deep issue, but it involves a video game and a landscape and this escape deal. And so you can have fun even if you don't care what's going. And this is where I mean, this is the type of comic where when people will yell at us about the DC stuff, oh, you guys just don't get it. You just don't get it. And we sit there and like there's nothing to get. This has a lot to get, and yet it's yeah. very accessible to get it. And I really like it because at the end then uh, Tony says to Jocasta, oh, you're going home? And she's like, oh, I'm already at home. And you see that she likes to just go in a locker, put on her beta test deal, and, and be human in this world uh, where she – you know, maybe that's where she thinks her soul is and things and I like, like that. that. Yeah, I do too. I really like it. I think that there might be problems uh, mainly because, like you said – there might be problems with putting escape out. Maybe Tony decides that, you know, he doesn't want to do this anymore, that this is something that is not safe enough and how Jocasta might react because this seems to be where she wants to go. So she can be her best self. It, that's yeah. like heaven. She's her sexy self there in heaven there. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think that's she maybe doesn't that's, have a whole lot yeah. of room to go. Otherwise, like if this is her new home, like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If Tony decides to, you know, tear this down and not do it, you got a lot of problems, though. I think that if that would happen, Jocasta could just go to Tony and say, listen, can you kind of just leave it open for me, you know, so yeah. I can do this. So maybe that won't be, you know, a big thing. But I really liked it. I gave it an eight. I reviewed this uh, on the site. 
uh, and I gave it an eight. I actually could probably go higher, but, uh, it is a, an issue that doesn't have a lot of forward momentum. You're kind of still where you were before, but I really liked everything about it. So the controller's I, still in the background. That's what I'm saying. You, you, it's it's a weird industry, deal where it's you such, don't know what he's doing. Yeah. At Stark but it's yet. so fun that I, I can overlook that. And an eight out of 10 is my score. What about you, Eric? I've given this issue a 7.5 out of 10. I still, I really enjoyed the art in this issue. And while I don't, I like, I don't like the whole video game thing. It's an over top concept that I'm not a fan of, but I thought it was done really well here, especially to convey the background of the whole, you know, human soul idea that it had to do. Thought it was done very well, but I, I this still remains one of my favorite, uh, series coming out of Marvel yeah. right now, but 7.5. How about you, Brandon? Yeah, I gave it a, a 7.0. I really actually enjoyed the issue. I didn't, like, this isn't a concept to an issue I normally would get a, a kick out of but the character moments in it you know jacosta and tony's and and yeah. kind of just everything still running around in the background um, i'm interested in so i i look forward to the next issue i'm i'm kind of glad machine man's out of the way after yeah. his over the top For performance now. so over <laughs> yeah. the top so yeah, over but, the top though but other than that like it, you know, i, I want to dive man. into this controller stuff and, and the trader that's working under tony's watch yeah. and all that 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 stuff is is intriguing to me yeah. and, and i like that jacosta is kind of a character in the book i didn't like her at first but you I know really she's like thrown on me yeah a i bit. love her I actually, she's one of my favorite characters of anything we deal with. Uh, Aaron blew his stack, Brandon. That, that's what happened. Oh. He blew his stack. <laughs> uh, yes, but Boo. we're going to move on now to the next book. All right. And what's the next book, Eric? Next up, we got Doctor Strange number four, written by Mark Wade with art by Jesus Saez and Joe Sabino. Doc Strange is getting pretty cocky in his far-flung adventures in space, and because of that, he's put himself, Kana, and the dwarf weaponer, Efron, in danger from Roxnor, the purifier of the Magistane Empire, and the rest <laughs> of his army. Oh, yeah. All in all, though, we see, we see some cloak action, but in the end, Kana has been drug off to become a slave, while Stevie Strange has to find his way back to her, while also discovering what it really means to be a sorcerer. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know. The ending seems to me like there's little more than being a slave. I, there's some craziness going off at the, in the end, if, if yeah. that's what it seems. It's convenient but, that every race they run into just wants to destroy Earth as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, with that. But yeah, this book kind of takes a weird turn. Uh, you kind of go back and forth with the idea of, you know, the setup to go get, uh, you know, the dwarf Efron and things like that. Uh, but yeah, all of a sudden, I'm starting to wonder why we're even in space anymore. Because Doctor Strange does have magic again, and yeah. he's using it. And yes, it does lead to Efron kind of giving him, he's going to be the new, you know, teacher. He's like Yoda to him at this point to kind of teach him the idea. And yeah, it ends up being like, okay, the reason why he might not have magic is because he's a selfish jerk and just which is it, odd wake where did that come from out of nowhere he just saved magic across the universe it seemed like before yeah. but now like i didn't see him being this cocky guy up until this point it's like all of a sudden he, he was actually pretty selfless in doing it all exactly yeah. the whole thing is i i saw him even be upset that he had to make her forget because of the yeah. how important the time stone was in the last issue to make her forget all that stuff because he needed to get it he had to be a jerk and he didn't want to be yeah he Here's didn't want to like, be you know what 
hold my beer, baby. I'm gonna go take care of this oh my myself. Goodness. I have no problem yeah, doing and, nothing. And with I'm that, a, I'm a magic I'll hold man. this beer. Yeah. I'll, I'll hold it too. But yeah, with that, it even <laughs> goes. Happened? It even like it's going back to how like the step one. I mean, he was a selfish jerk who wanted mad. That, that's his origin. But now yeah. we're far from that. We're very far from that. So it seems weird with that. But like, it even seems like we're. That's the whole thing. We're going back to Stephen Strange, Doctor Stephen Strange, yeah. year one kind of thing. Like moving into why. He needed the sorcery and becoming a better person. Now it's the same guy as before, but with magic instead of his hands. Yeah, yeah, but yet he does have some magic, and so it's it's just an odd thing for me. This whole book, it, it's kind of a neat thing for him to have. I, I mean, I really, actually, as you go uh, and you finally, Efron says, like you always have everything you say is of this, of that. What, what have you done yourself? What have you made? I actually really like that part. That's I That's my cool favorite line. part. That's that's my favorite the, part. Was, yeah. But so, other than that... Yeah, is a, I've actually never thought of yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I didn't think of that. But other than that, though, you're just thrown onto this planet to go save Evron. But even then, it seems like a setup as well. By the end, it just seems very odd. As well, and even happened. the whole thing before, when we had that whole magical doohickey like in the, in the first or second issue... Which caused him to make that wish that kept that one planet at bay so it couldn't invade yeah. Earth anymore. And we found out that, like, he had to have this uh, adrenaline going. Like, you know, he had to be at the foot of death, death's door, in order to activate this magic. And that's when yeah. we saw him do that whole thing. Seemed like we had the same thing here for the Cloak of Levitation. Like, is that what all the magic is now? And you're just not telling me? Because yeah. we had to jump off a cliff for him to activate the Cloak of Le- well, Levitation and have that come over? Yeah, well, that's yeah. the other thing. Last issue, it wasn't a selfish thing. He had to almost like risk his life to actually get the. I'm magic not even talking about selfish, but yeah, yeah I'm yeah, just talking about like then, an act of adrenaline. Yeah, even then, yeah, basically he ends up, you know, freaking out, and then, but that's like that leads into what Efron says with the whole like, oh, you're using magic, you know, mean and mad and whatever, and it just, I don't know, it just you want revenge. Yeah. Out of nowhere. I'm like, yeah, out of nowhere. We're well, in space, it, John. Yeah. And now he's a different person. It is really ridiculous, from when we first took off. I, I really say that they, they could have gotten away and they should have. I mean, it was stupid. This is almost <laughs> the idea of when I'm watching Django Unchained and they could just, just leave. Just walk away. And just they walk can't, away. They can't walk away and, and everybody does except Django. I'm like, <laughs> and why? Break my why? Heart. Uh, but yeah, so when he does that, but did you not think that that was way beyond his cat like it didn't seem his character it didn't seem it seemed like, like we missed like five yeah, issues of a it, gigantic yeah, character yeah, arc that they the were thing, working yeah. for and decided you know what people aren't liking it let's just take it to where it needs actually, to go yeah, right now I, without like you said i thought the progression was he was getting back to actually being a really good guy and really yeah, caring yeah. about other people and realizing maybe magic isn't the be all end all of everything he gets the the Infinity Stone last day, and again, you're gonna do that. That's a tie into that whole, you know, uh, event deal, and yeah. it kind of gets wiped away. I mean, he should yeah, have that br- somewhere. He and, mentions it, but yeah, he, yeah, he never uses no, it. It's never doesn't it, use it really. It. I mean, it really could have come in it's handy. Just forgotten about. Almost <laughs> I thought that's what he was gonna activate when yeah. he got the cloak of levitation. And then you just have the beginning. Is that why it's like I can't remember things much, and it's just a no, weird this, issue. I, that that. 
I think that part in the beginning is just like uh, Mark Wade kind of doing his own little retcon thing because he yeah. doesn't want to acknowledge why there's no magic when yeah. there was like two years dedicated to this story. Yes, that's yeah. it's so And weird. not only that, but the whole thing is like, you know, we how, how long did he spend there searching for magic and like, you know, just realizing that everything he had before he was losing, how long did he spend like that before he went to Tony? Because it seemed like a while and now all of a sudden, yeah, I don't remember what happened before that. Yeah. What? Yeah, what it's doing? so weird. Uh, but this yeah, this is like the weirdest issue out it of is. nowhere for it's everything we've had. Weird. It's like it's right away. Like, how can we be at issue number four and they're starting fresh? Yeah, it seems yeah. like with a whole new concept, oh, a, fresh and a whole new start. idea of it's the a character. It's a fresh, fresh start. But yeah, it, <laughs> I don't like it, that fresh. No, I don't either. I mean, just putting him in space was starting off as a fresh start, and then you go with this, where like you're saying, I actually think like this should have been the first stop. We we get the <laughs> whole deal, and he does get you know separated, and he ends up when Afron is going to train him. And he's like, I'm no magician, but I've worked magic through this whole thing. So here, I'm going to make yeah, a little door knob. I'm going to make a door. And they go in. So they're at the forge, which is really cool. And and I thought that was the cliffhanger. I actually was like, okay. Yeah, because, it, it was, yeah. A, it was set up like a cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then that's that's what's weird, though. We go off then, and there's where we see that I, I don't know it, it it seems like there's more to what we saw with this whole thing and the, the people that they went and, and castle Roxnar because they're they're my loyal you mean subjects. the Majesty empire yeah, and but he's like he's talking <laughs> as if he's actually you know romantically linked which he calls her my dear I, I don't know what's going he's on being but polite. I don't think so I think that this was a setup I think that she well, set him I up think- to go there well, that's the whole thing is that, you know, Dr. Strange went off to do this to save Ephraim when they found out that he was kidnapped by the Roxnor, the yeah. Purifier. And that's when we want to get him back. And during this whole scuffle where he got cocky and decided, you know what, I can take these guys out. Yeah. I'm the Sorcerer Supreme. What have they got on me? And then he got his butt handed to him. But the thing is, like, you know, uh, Kana, yeah. she did a little Kana. bit of magic. She had her, like, techno magic. She yeah, had, she has her techno she, magic. Yeah. yeah, she sent Dr. Strange and Ephraim away. Leaving her behind, which said, oh, you know what? You can make some pretty neat, you know, uh, magic weapons too. Yeah, so yeah. I'm Rockstar the Purifier, baby. You come with me. You can make just, some weapons. It's you just know what? weird. Though. I got this plan over here. I hate their jerk off. Oh, yeah, I hate him. He's going to destroy Earth, he says. But at this point, she's not tied down. She's not. She's actually torturing people. She's there. She's running the machine, torturing people. And he says, listen, they're my loyal subjects, my dear. Please stop making me torture them. And she's like, all right, all right. I'll work your filthy machine. Is, is that yeah. sad? It, it seems a little more going on well, than just, yeah, he's, a, he's hey, you're tor- my slave. It, it seems like she. See, I, I got the idea he was torturing them because she wouldn't do what he asked at yeah, first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, even so, just the whole, my dear. And she's not attacking them. She's there. It doesn't look like she's tied up or anything. She could have just, just rocks there. nor the purifier, yeah, Jim. We don't have any idea who that is. I'm telling you, I think oh, the that there's, there's definitely more to it than just her being there. It just seems weird because then they're like, oh, we're going to go get Earth. Now, again, it'll probably be the wraparound where she's being nice or whatever to see what he's up to or whatever. But it, it, it was a weird ending to me. It wasn't like she's tied up doing anything. And he basically says, you know, hey, if you can work magic – you can take, you know, the place of that stupid dwarf anyway. Let's go. And it's just, it's a really weird deal where she's like, listen, as long as you're not going to blow up the Kree Empire, I'm good. 
And he's like, no, no, no. No, man, I want fine. you to blow up the Korean uh, Empire. Yeah, but, I'm not yeah, yeah, I got yeah. deserved But it's upset. just so weird, this ending, <laughs> where she actually seems like she's even, like, I kind of telling him what to do. It, it just seemed very yeah. odd. It's There's no way to know. I just looked up this dude. He has no history. It was no. just created for this issue. So I don't know what's issue, going on so. with this. Roxnor. I'm telling you, Roxnor might be involved with this more than we know. Like, this is all a sad... I, I don't know what's going on. I really don't. Uh... But yeah, you have now, uh, you know, Doctor Strange off at the Forge where he's going to learn more stuff, but it's just weird. Out of nowhere, yeah, he, he does magic. He does magic, and uh, you just get back to Earth. I mean, I'm sure Please. that this attack is what's going to lead to it. Just as a <laughs> weird issue. Get it's your just magic a weird issue. Fix. Get back to yeah, Earth. Yeah, really. Get going, buddy. Because your character development is flip-flopping back and forth, and I can't yeah. follow your freaking... It's like your, weird. Uh, your mood's here. Yeah, what would you give it, Eric? Since you've been the most I, positive with this book, you said. The thing is, I've <laughs> actually thought this book was pretty decent up to this point. I'm like, you know what? I can actually get behind you. know The whole idea, it's got a little slow in the beginning, but I'm like, you know what? It can really pick up, especially after that scroll issue. I'm like, yeah. that was a lot of fun. The time stone, like, we're dealing with some big stuff. Yeah, which is the but one issue like, that's going to be totally, completely not involved with any story. because it was, Exactly. Yeah, it was a time. Uh, it's just... It's this weird thing when I'm telling you, you jump in this issue, you don't need anything before this. You read that little, like, you know, uh, prologue before the issue, you're set because this is a different Doctor Strange that we've seen all series. This is the cocky Doctor Strange, and I don't know where it came from, and he's doing magic. He needs to have more magic. I'm like, I don't know what we're doing in this book, but I gave it a 5.8 out of 10, yeah. and that was mostly for the art, which I still really enjoy. Okay, I'm going to go 5.5, and where you're saying, like, it, it started out... When he lost magic, yes, he was angry about it, but that seemed to kind of humble him a little, and he wanted yeah. it back. And yeah, you can go with the route of he wanted it back for the wrong reasons. He went, but all of a sudden in this issue, it's so, and last issue was a tie into the Infinity deal. So we're, we're kind of an issue away from what we let, and you, it seems like we're three issues away. Like out of nowhere, he got magic back enough to get cocky more than he ever was and it just seemed weird because like you said the last thing he sacrificed stuff i mean even if you want to go as far as we said he was dumb for putting yeah. that shell around and not wishing for what? magic, magic. <laughs> but that shows he wasn't as selfish yeah. he wasn't thinking about himself and then you have this just everybody just so wants over the we, top we have four issues we have two alien races now that just want to go and like you know take over yeah. earth what is yeah, this? And, and, earth. yeah. yeah. and well hey it's earth but i will tell I you you can't cage them all in just some magic cage That's around right. the planet. Well, no, and, it's not and, all Clintar. And the weird That's thing the about Roxnar <laughs> and all this is it starts getting like, because we have no, like Brandon just tried to look it up and there's nothing with him. He's a new cat. Yeah. It's starting to get kind of like what we say about Thor, where all of a sudden you can't even get a grip of what's going on. Like, I don't know, Roxnar. I don't know the threat that he is, what he does, what he's about. So I, I was really thrown off. But yeah, 5.5. What would you give it, Brandon? Yeah, I, I agree with the 5.5. Uh, I don't know. It, it's just real weird. We get a tie-in last issue that that kind of seems to make Doctor Strange book a little more important than than you ever anticipated. Yeah. And then it, it's totally ignored, and I don't know where this falls in Marvel you know, continuity. I'm going to be, be continuity kid here for a second. Uh, but because he's supposed to be, he's also this week, I read Infinity War 2. He's on Earth with the stone, fighting with, you know, using magic, doing all that. This so all works out for him, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just have no, no idea. Or, or he loses all his powers again, and he just goes back to space and meets up with this chick again. I, I don't know. None yeah. of it makes sense, and we're, we're introduced to a new threat we don't understand, and, and, 
now his partner's kidnapped and he's learning how to make things and and, and this book is all over the place i just i don't enjoy it much yeah. right now the so. majestane empire yes well yeah, yeah. i mean it's all the I, I don't of even remember I can't even remember the name of the last empire. They just wrapped a, a magic bubble around yeah, so they didn't attack. Neither can I. No, I, I don't either. Uh, but yeah, we're going to move on now to Double A Runs News, and then me and Brandon talking about Multiple Man. This is Aaron Anderson with your Marvel Comics news for the third week in August. First up, Old Man Logan ends in October but a 12-part limited starts in November. The series is titled Dead Man Logan with writer Ed Brisson, artist Mike Henderson, and the colors for the Dead Man Logan series will be done by Nolan Woodard and the covers by Declan Shelf. In this series, Logan will be tying up some loose ends, and the most important one of those will be Logan going after Mysterio. People who read the original Old Man Logan series would know Mysterio is the guy that tricked Logan into killing all the X-Men, so now it's time for some Retribution Logan style. And I'm looking forward to this. I mean, Mysterio's not the, a top-tier villain at all, but uh, Logan isn't in his best shape right now anyways, so, I mean, he actually might... Mysterio actually might be a little bit hard for old man Logan who's gimping around with one eyeball and, and half a claw. <laughs> so, old man Logan, yeah. It's time It's time to, to meet your maker pretty much and get out. Up next, we have Donnie Cates. He's writing a, a one-shot called Web of Venom, Carnage Born. In it, we will most likely see the resurrection of Cleus Cassidy, who died in the Venomized event. Kate says it's going to be huge. Lots of exclamation points on that. And I mean, Kate's hasn't really let me down, except for that, that damnation story, which wasn't too bad. His his uh, Doctor Strange part of that was great, but I, I believe Damnation was mainly written by Nick Spencer, and uh, it wasn't fabulous. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't fabulous. The Carnage Born one, the art will be done by Daniel S. Bayruth, and covers by Kyle Hotz. Hotz. Yeah. Um... Basically, the it, it says uh, the cult is a cult has been following Cassidy and worshiping him, and now they want to bring him back to life because he's dead. So uh, yeah, carnage, crazy, crazy carnage. Next, we have uh, Weapon X will be ending very soon, says series collaborator Fred Van Lente. I believe he let this slip because no one's gonna, no one's getting in contact with him anymore after he said this. But because uh, Weapon X, I thought was supposed to be turning into Weapon X Force, and now it seems it might be completely done. And to me, this just adds fuel to the Bleeding Cools theory that the X books will be coming to a full stop and revamp for the new year. We will see about that. But uh, yeah, Weapon X has not been good for a long time. I didn't mind the first few months of it, but it's it's getting pretty brutal. The art hasn't been great. The story has just been rough so yeah i don't feel bad about this one at all next story uncanny x-men core lineup revealed on the recently released cover to issue one on the cover we see x-23 jubilee beast cannonball iceman storm gene gray nightcrawler bishop and psylocke and it will be in stores november 14th so five boys five girls everybody gets their cake so enjoy. <laughs> I'm I'm pumped for this. I mean, I I wanted an uncanny X Men title I could start when it starts kind of deal. I mean, I I 
I've fallen in and out of comics over time, but I've never really been able to purchase an Uncanny X-Men as it's coming out on the shelf, so count me in there. Next, Fantastic Four. Number five will be getting a legacy treatment. By this I mean it will have double numbering with a legacy number of 650. It will feature the wedding of Ben Grimm and Alicia Masters and will also have an oversized page count. And I'm only guessing here. I might be wrong, but it'll probably be priced around $10. And yeah, that uh, that makes for a big uh, expenditure for Fantastic Four 1 through 5. You're looking at close to like $26. That's a little art ouch right there but whatever it's fantastic four they're back yay next up we have uh two artists have been named for the upcoming marvel knights six issue limited series travel foreman will be drawing issue one nico henrico will be drawing issue two and the other artists for the other four books have yet to be announced marvel knights will be starting also in november november is going to be a big week for marvel a big month for marvel edit that in next we have a new limited series has been announced the black order written by award-winning fantasy novelist Derek landy with art by philip tan it will be five issues issue number one will be dropping in november november 7th to be exact and if you enjoyed the black order members we saw in avengers no surrender weekly this will be where they pick up their story picks up and uh, Thanos is out of the picture. I don't know if you've been keeping up on your Infinity Wars, which you should be because some crazy stuff's been going on there. But Thanos is out. I'm not going to tell you how. I'm not going to tell you where. But he's out for the time being. So they're kind of hinting that these, this new Black Order is going to have a new master. We will see who that is. And finally, next year, Marvel is celebrating their 80th birthday. And to get fans excited with them, they're releasing some new trade collections called Decade Collections. Each month, Marvel will will release these volumes that will contain comics from their advertised decade, along with commentary chronicling the evolution of Marvel. No price has been announced, and no no page count has been announced, but these bookshelf collections are going to be pretty cool. They're starting at the 1940s and going to 2010. Uh, The first one up is Marvel in the 40s with the Human Torch versus the Submariner. Uh, Next, we get... Marvel in the 50s with Captain America Strikes. The next one would be Marvel's in the 60s, Spider-Man meets the Marvel Universe. Following will be Marvel in the 70s with Legion of Monsters. And I, I seriously, I, I wish they had posted the page count and the price on these. But they, they don't come out till next year, so more details will be released. And that's it for the news this week. Thank you for listening, and back to the guys. All right, Brandon, and now it's time for us to talk about minis, and we have one. We have one because we'll be talking about uh, some other things with Eric yeah. later. Uh, but the He's one taking we... them out of mini status. Yes, he <laughs> is, but he, he wants no parts of, of Multiple Man. So it's me and you, and as you can see, uh, as we go on, Maybe me and you don't like it as much now either, yeah, but it's Multiple Man number three. Yeah, it's getting a little uh, uh, long in the tooth. Maybe this was supposed to be a two-issue mini because uh, I was all in. Yeah, I think three would have fit it perfectly. Yeah, I was I was all in with this, and now this one just kind of took a step back. But it's Multiple Man number three written by Matthew Rosenberg, art by Andy McDonald, Tamara Bunvillen, and VCs Travis Lanham. We get more clone hijinks here on While the Easter Eggs that Matthew Rosenberg dishes out 
are cool. I'm starting to grow a little tired of the series. There is a crazy cliffhanger, and hopefully that leads to two kick-butt issues to end all of this silly nonsense. And yeah, it, it's just this issue kind of is there as a placeholder. I mean, there's some big yeah. things that happen. It just it, – it's not as exciting. It, yeah, it just, it's almost like too many big things are crammed into this issue. Yeah. But, but it, how, how big are they really? Because we don't know these characters very well. Yeah, we well don't know when, them. So when things go – and even you, you'll tell us uh, there's other characters, say a Forge – that acts completely off of what yeah. we would think he would. Now, again, this is an alternate timeline that has been changed, but still, uh, I don't, uh, this issue is the first time that I sat there. I'm like, you know what? I really don't have anybody to grab onto with this book to even like anybody. And I know <laughs> you're not supposed to really like Jamie Madrox, but you are. Uh, but the last yeah, issue people ended. people that do. <laughs> yeah, and there's last issue. I mean, he is a jerk, and this whole future is set up by himself being a jerk and stuff like that. But still, it's just the, the jokes didn't hit as much. And one of the yeah. things that me and you both said is as we stop liking the story as much – you kind of realize that the art, maybe the art was never that great because I <laughs> like the art coming into this. But this issue, it's either that the art's down this issue or it always was and we kind of let it go because we liked the story. Um, yeah, because we were getting a kick yeah, out of it. Yeah, and I like the idea of this kind of Avengers team of Madroxes. Uh, but with that, I don't really know them. And as they get killed... I really realized that I really don't have any. I don't have a horse in yeah. the race, so they go. Yeah, you don't feel bad about no. Any of their deaths, they end say. up there's, just there's being no impact. Yeah, they the end story. up being roadblocks, and they even spell it out because what happens is last issue we saw all these other multiples were coming to get them, getting this resistance, and they kind of were fighting them off. There's tons versus them, but. The Hulk, the Madrox Hulk, blew up. He went nuke and blew up and, and saved their Seems bacon for a have second. Countermeasures specific to each of the yeah. Jamie clones he has in the fight. Yeah, yeah. And, and with that though, I just I realized that all that happens is Jamie says, "Hey guys, you know Cable, you know Doctor Strange version of me, all these." Can you just kind of, you know, make them stall them? Can you get yeah. in the way of like them a little? just making them be cannon fodder, yeah, basically. And, and that's how I kind of look at them then. So I don't really care. Plus, the art got a little wonky. We we saw Cable then. And even, I mean, really, isn't it a cool thing when Juggernaut shows up and anything? I mean, yeah. Juggernaut Madrox, is Juggernaut, Juggernaut. And it's Madrox <laughs> Juggernaut. And I don't know if it's just like, well, then it's kind of getting old. You know what I mean? Because he does <laughs> yeah. show up, knocks Cable down, looks like he kills Cable, but then isn't dead. But yet we see a dead body, and he comes up as like you thought maybe it was just the yeah, mechanical the, the part of the machine taking over, I but it's know. really hard. To... Yeah, it's really hard to see because it gets very messy. Uh, and then you have the Doctor Strange uh, Madrox who then has to yell out. By the sorrowful soul of Zdarsky, I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> I, I really, I sat there and no. I read that. I'm like, I'm out. Uh, though at that point, he's given the devil horns. I thought he was given the middle finger. And the That's middle, what I thought at first, too, on a quick glance. And the yeah. middle finger would have been better. I, I thought that would have been funny. But really, I don't need you to call out to your buddy. I, I don't need this. I get, ca- I get thrown out. And, and you mentioned when we talked about this that this happens in other books as well. Yeah. Uh, in like a, a Batman thing. Yeah, we Batman thing. That. Yeah, you have Kane Avenue, you'll have Finger Boulevard, you know, those things. 
that even throws me out. But when you mention Chip Zdarsky, really? That that's no. what you're calling out here. Not even Please. a classic writer, no. really. Just some dude working right now. And, and what happens is you, you get the idea because Chip Zdarsky he fashions himself a funny man, Brandon. I, I'm not. I didn't know if you realized this. And me and you both. <laughs> I, know, you, I know that's one of the things me and Reggie bond over. Yeah, and me and you both find him when he tries to be funny. Not that funny. Uh, it, oh. it, to me, yeah, very it, rarely does he stick yeah, the cord. It, it ends up being just not that funny to me. And so when you call that out, you actually make me think that you're not that funny either, Matthew Rosenberg. And that he does that. And then for some reason, the jokes even in this don't hit very well for me. Uh, I think uh, he. I think before he was hitting a good balance of like you know the story was. A remotely serious thing, but the jokes were lighting it up and, yeah. and yeah. making it a lighter story overall. And then, like this issue, just everyone's dying. The, yeah. the jokes aren't really hitting, and nope. it's just not a good balance. Yeah, and I, I think that if you really, and I might anger some people, but it, it would anger me even more if this happened. Like, it mentioned Chip Zdarsky, and then the next panel mentioned Keith Giffen. I'll kill you. Because uh, Keith Gibbon, <laughs> yeah. to me, is the Chip Zdarsky of DC. They they think they're hilarious, and really, I don't find them funny at all. Oh, I think that early. basically everything is forced uh, when he them when they try to be funny. But yeah, you go from this, and as they are stalling, you have Jamie and his little kid who actually wants to say at this one point that he's his son. He almost says it, and it, you know, in a clone way, maybe he's going by, but they're trying to get away. It's Davey. Uh, and Dave's there, and uh, they Davey. get... Yeah, Dave. Hey, Davey. <laughs> they, they go in, and the whole thing is... The best part is that Jamie says... Okay, this is what we're going to do. Those other multiples. And Cable says, hey, you yeah, got to take these other multiples. Yeah, before Forge took a, what, a grenade yeah, to the he head, ends up he taking ended a up grenade, making yeah. six of these yep. bands yep. like in a rush. Yeah, because basically Jamie goes in, hey, Forge, how about those, you know, the bands, the time-jumping bands that I told you to make? Oh, you know what? I didn't quite get to that. I was making nose this, trimmer. and it's yeah. a nose trimmer, uh, you know, toothbrush that you can use without hands. He doesn't have hands. That's a joke. And the whole deal of, why? Well, I told you to do that. Well, you know, I'm just kind of ahead in a washing machine. I have other priorities. It's, it's just for jokes. Yeah. And then they throw a grenade in. The, the guy's going to attack, and you do see that Forge kind of sacrifices yeah, he ends himself. Up for the first time after being like just a joke all yeah, issue, yeah, though. Yeah, he it, ends it up getting come, it. play off well. No, and even when he dies by taking this grenade, it's just to me, it's more like, okay, you, we don't have much for him to do anymore. That, that's what it seems <laughs> to me. And also, yeah. the whole thing of this, it's an alt timeline, number one. Number two, he does get the multiples, gets the bands on him, says, okay, this is what's going to happen. Uh, you're going to go get the Avengers. You're going to get the Fantastic Four if they're alive. You're going to go get the X-Men. You're going to go get these you get wolverine you get that, that, that you know you get tony stark and they're gonna go off one gets shot and he's like oh no which one was that what was he supposed to do um but he does I say that them. was i tried to eye it up i think that was the fantastic okay form, and that, that really would maybe wouldn't matter at this point no this and, and that's place. the thing i think that that's just set up because they weren't going to get them anyway uh yeah. but with that he does say listen if if everything goes down the crapper 
just go and get me before this happens, and then we'll fix it. And that's all that's going to happen. I mean, yeah, really, yeah. The, we we talked about earlier, like how how who's going to be the point of view character going forward? And yeah, I yeah. think yeah, these these guys kind of all start stumbling back next. Yeah, they're going to stumble like, back. Oh, look who I got! Look yeah, who yeah, I they're going to come through, and and then we'll what come I back get with the wrong people or something. Oh yeah, and I'll tell you because as this goes on, you do have the Doctor Strange, uh, you know, Madrox fight. Uh, the juggernaut, he kind of gets destroyed at one point. And then you also have, uh, the Deadpool, uh, Madrox. He goes and attacks a bunch of guys. He ends up dying. He ends up giving them the, the, you know, the bishop type deal that's supposed to summon the X-Men. Uh, but with that, yeah, I think that what's going to happen is they are going to start coming back with guys and they're just going to be killed. You, you'll have yeah. all of a sudden and that to me, that is Matthew Rosenberg's. That's his biggest joke in this yeah, is to show the, the dead characters. That is the gag, to, yeah. and it's it's not that great. I liked it at that point where I think it was last issue where Jamie was walking down the street and he's like looking around like and he's all those wanted posters with killed, killed, killed. Uh, that was okay. That actually yeah. to me is like okay, you're setting up, but it's this combo of trying to be jokey. With this dystopian future where you're not as funny with the jokes and now you've made this future kind of a joke and this whole book kind of more of a joke than I actually was taking it. Now, I, I did talk to Ryan from the Uncanny Nerdverse podcast, uh, which you guys should go check out. Um, and he hated this. He hated this. Yeah, and I, I don't know. know about this issue. I haven't read, they actually talked about it, uh, yesterday on their podcast. I haven't gotten to, to listen to it yet. I'm sure they still hate it. And, they hate it because it's just the same time travel and things. I liked it because it seemed a little more. It seemed like a jokey version of a Terminator back to the yeah, future. Yeah, I thought deal. I thought maybe too it would in a way bring back the real Madrex. Yeah, somehow, yeah, some I way thought, but it just the... now it just comes off as just lame uh, to me yeah. because at one point then you do meet you know madrox prime jamie prime who they even say like when you took that serum back in the day it, it made all the clones the good part and you're the bad like you were always bad because there's that whole conundrum that this jamie prime has of like oh no the the serum made me bad no no you were bad the serum just let you be prime and you yeah. took your bed so there's this thing but it doesn't play out well it really doesn't no. and before that it looks like Davy gets shot right it's in the face. almost like they try to tell you finally what's going on in this universe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and Jamie, little kid gets possibly shot in the face because you, you don't see him then and there's no real reaction from it. Now, with yeah. that, you end up having a beast carpet, you know, the, the shag rug beast. You see uh, Angel hanging in the background. His yeah, it's kind of like a maestro lair. If, yeah. If the and ultimate version like, of and, the Hulk took over yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's just it, – it just doesn't play out as good as, as I thought it was before. He ends up taking – Jamie Prime ends up taking this nose trimmer and this X-Men, you know, uh, contraption but, deal, the yeah. button deal. And uh, he's like, oh, what are these? Uh, well, that's a nose trimmer toothbrush. But that's a, a button. You press that. It'll make you strong. It'll make you, you know, double what you are. And he's like, I'm not that stupid. You know, what is it? Oh, it gets the X-Men here. And he's like, look around. Do you think I'm afraid of the X-Men? I'm going to call them eventually. We'll kind of, you know, deal with that later. Even at that point, he has a Cyclops visor. I mean, there's all these like, but they, they're not, they're not hitting with me. Yeah. And then the big thing is our madrox says hey listen i've won already because either you already feel bad for what you've done or you're gonna kill me now 
And you're going to feel even worse about that. You're going to change your ways. You're going to become good, whatever. And this Jamie Prime's just like, eh, we'll go with the second one. And ends up slicing off his head with a flaming sword. There you go. Done. Yeah. And like you said, there's our, you know, point of view character. And yes, he has multiple versions. It's multiple, man. So it makes sense. But to me, I'm just like almost, and I really, I'm one to never say you're three issues in of a five issue mini. That you should just stick it out. I'll always say, like, I don't understand what I think I'd be done. I think if I was yeah. actually buying the, I, I think the halfway point is like, and eh, do I want to waste another? Yeah, you know, yeah. I think I'd be just and... like, you know what? With these others, with Spider Geddon or Extermination coming out, or some of these other books, I probably would be like, okay, I'm kind of done with this. I'll, I'll hear about it, I'll see what's going on. Yeah, I'll get one of these new ones because yeah, it, it it didn't hit with me at all, and it actually upset me because at yeah. one point the I. High- High point was definitely issue one. Yeah, and I thought, man, you were kind of this was kind of our little book that we'd be talking about. And yeah. like I said, if we hey, were, I, I like to die on hills like that, you know. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll argue, I was one of the few people that always said, you know, Gwenpool was a decent book. Yeah, it was yeah. I, know. Hate, I always, you know? I even say, I bring you up anytime people badmouth that book. I said, Brandon yeah, really liked it. I really couple, liked it. You had me uh, uh, read a couple issues. I really liked it. So yeah. yeah, so this was kind of our like, hey, we're, we're gonna we're gonna like this book even though other people don't. But I'll tell you, if this was the first issue, I never would have continued. We would have said, yeah, uh, like an Ant Man was. Wasp. Yeah, we yeah. would have said that we're done. So I'm I'm gonna give this a five point five. Uh, what are you gonna give it? Yeah, I gave it a six. I, I liked it just a little more. I mean, I, I guess it's more just holding out hope that it kind of recaptures the magic of issue one. Yeah, but, maybe it but will I don't going know forward now. I don't know either. A lot of that was like his interactions with the X-Men, I yeah, think, that we enjoyed. And it doesn't feel like that's that's really coming mm. back with everyone dead in the timeline yeah. they're dealing with. And like so. I said, I have a feeling that anybody who comes back... They're just going to end up killing them, and then they'll go back again to get, yeah, get Jamie at the else. beginning. Yeah. And then we're we're just... going to hit some corny joke. Like yeah. the, like you said, the joke is death in this issue, yeah. and it's really not that funny. Yeah, I don't, I don't think death's uh, that I'm funny. I'm missing the point, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that that's that funny. I'm watching these alternate characters that we thought when they first showed up. And, and remember, that's the, the second issue when they were in the, uh, the mansion and talking shade on all the X-Men. That was fun, too, and I thought we were going to get to know a little more of these characters but we never really did and when they died yeah. i had no reaction whatsoever it's just oh, like yeah, another one's dead oh well uh yeah. yeah so that's that but we're gonna go on now to join eric again and talk uh thor spider again and extermination all right what's next brandon all right we got thor number four eric's favorite book uh we got <laughs> he likes writer, this one better thor. <laughs> writer <laughs> Writer Jason Aaron, our team of Mike Del Mundo and Marco De Alfonso, uh, Marvel Comics production. So here we go with Dan Slott now off The Amazing Spider-Man. Jason Aaron currently appears to be the longest tenured writer on a big two title. Having read all his previous Thor work, I was actually jumping to review the book. Uh, now that I finally knew what I was speaking about and having read and understood all the history coming into it. However, something's happened since Fresh Start relaunch of the title and it no longer possesses that magic it once had. Uh, With that being said, I'm trying to keep an open mind, so let's see if issue four is the magic number and get things back on track here going forward. Yeah, Eric already already told me that he (laughs) likes this as uh, his favorite issue of Fresh Start. And uh, it's okay. It's just, again, I don't mind it, because by the end, 
I do kind of, Eric said, and I agree, you kind of get more of a footing of what's going on. But I'm going to tell you, the reason that is for me is because it finally ends. And yeah. we're going forward with characters. And I'm like, all right, I kind of know you, you, and you will go forward. I yeah. just figured out Niflheim. Thank you. Yes. Now we're done with it. So I don't have to worry about Niflheim yeah. ever again, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's, I'm telling you, this is almost like I'm in a class and they're teaching me German, French, and Spanish, and I kind of know Spanish. We get rid of the French and German. Now I know what we're doing, uh, because even <laughs> in this, there are points. And it's funny, too, because most of the time when they call out a certain name place or a per- – it's always in bold. And at points, I'm like, God darn it. It's it's all in bold. I, I can't take it. And it continues <laughs> that. But even with the whole deal of me not having been be able to grasp everything, the cinder – all these things are just getting thrown at me. So yeah, what this – Her name – and like, her name is spelled differently yeah, twice. In yeah, really. And so they – but what happens in this issue, why That's I annoying. think this is better, is that you do have some big things. You end up pretty much at one point Thor being the king of hell. You have all oh, these so crazy cool. things where – all of a sudden, you do have something to grab onto and have fun with. So I will admit, you have, like, really, if you're a Loki fan, you're, you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> Loki yeah. does nothing at all. But even when with Thor and Valhalla and, you know, with with that, that's cool. I, I have it, a lot of cool things. It's cool to a degree because, you know, we spent all this time for Thor. Like, you know, I can't even see all this time. We had no, the whole yeah. idea about the wedding last issue where we are going to get a – Boulder and Hela together yes. so they can both rule Hela together and we can, you know, get all the, you know, factions of Hela itself to fight against Cinder and her yep. armies. But then, you know, while this is going, like, this ain't going to work. These are all just, you know, the reason they're dead is because they're not warriors. What we need to do is go to Valhalla, get ourselves some Valkyries. And that's what we had to awesome. going off last issue. Yeah. And it does sound awesome. You do not see yeah, any of you those get Valkyries. One splash except page. I Hilda. I, yeah. Is there one at the end that sticks around to help, that's right? That's from yeah, Hilda. At the end. Somehow, for some reason, all the Valkyries go back. They even take, like, Tear with them. But I'm yeah. saying, like, why to, does Brunhilda get, get to be living out, yeah. of, out of all this? Like, I guess I, I, took it, I took it as a, a swap. Loki magic. I actually took it as a swap where Tear goes, yeah. he's going to become the like cook. And Brunhilda gets to yeah, yeah. yeah. It, It's such a weird deal. Well, yeah, because at the end, you have a bunch of twists and turns. Yeah, don't we get Boulder back as well? Yeah, Boulder's back because you – and it, it, it gets wonky. Oh, right. Yeah, because <laughs> the, she they end up well, dual queens then at the end. But In the beginning, I was a little angry to start off because there's about as many moments as I dislike as I do like because it starts off with the cliffhanger from last issue with Thanos. Yeah. Uh, and, and he approaches no Boulder in the, in the wedding, and it's all just kind of played for a joke. Yeah, there's no he reason. Just walks away, flicking his finger. You know, yeah, yeah that's actually, is, yeah. I actually have no background on Thor, as you know. I don't know if this whole thing about the deal that Thanos and Hela made before, if that was you know hanging on everybody's mind, like, oh, when's this going to come back up again, something like that. So maybe, just maybe, if you bear with oh, me for maybe. a second, that these people who are waiting for this whole Thanos Hela deal to come back and comes, maybe they love this part of the yeah, book. Yeah, but I think that they wouldn't. Me, I don't think they would because it ends I like Brandon says as a joke, it. Yeah. and it ends as a joke. It's basically <laughs> like, you know what? I got somebody else. Somebody else. Oh, you and your silly stones—they're going to be the death of you. 
We certainly can hope. I'm like, ooh. Uh, but yeah. When, and, like, and spoiler alert, it's all foreshadowing because, you know, he, yeah. he currently died in Infinity War yeah, number yeah. Oh, Whatever, my man. goodness. How dare you? <laughs> but that yeah. came out a month ago. Hey, hey, I don't yeah, care. I'm telling you. I see people getting upset because you spoil Star Wars A New Hope now. Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> you don't have to spoil anything They're, they're mad you spoiled 12 Angry yeah, Men man, when, when the new Batman cents. story came out. Since you ruined the then. end of that story. Bruce yeah. Willis is dead, Eric. Uh, but with that, you said that Maybe the whole, me. the whole, yeah, really, the whole thing with with Bromhilda and they come out. It only is for a cool splash page because that splash page, or not even a splash page, a page where you actually get to see a bunch of Valkyries. Yeah. They're all coming, and I like off the to uh, war. Yeah, it's a cool cut. I love that you know, for One more time, the warriors yeah. who died in battle get to have a battle in hell for like not only all for the death, like for the dead things. But if all of the, like, you know, hell oh, yeah, goes, it's for everything. Like, you know, living next. Yeah. So they, they are coming back one more time for the ultimate battle. Yeah. But you don't get to see it. Yeah. And yeah. I like, I like that idea of like, Broomhill even says later, uh, I like the idea that they're in Valhalla and just didn't realize there was still some wars going on and they could still fight because you're in Valhalla because you fought so well and yeah. you died yeah. an honorable death. So this is what they would want. Like, this is actually their Valhalla of Valhalla. Uh, but we'll see how it works out. But like you said, after they come in in that page, kind of just disappear. And again, the, the art and that's to me, what Thor takes yeah, over. and that the art to me gets a little better than what we have had. Now, I'm not saying that it looks better or different. I actually could follow it a little better. And maybe yeah, that I don't just know be- if I'm getting. That's the thing. I don't know, I don't know either. And it's the thing, like where I t- talked to you and Brandon before we got on recording, where I like this issue more than I've liked any other Thor we've gotten. I don't know if I'm just getting like you know. Onto the lingo, or if I'm getting yeah. onto the art style, or yeah, maybe it's I, all meshed I, I together. I can get a finally. little more. I'm not saying it's a good series yet, but this issue, my, the pieces are all coming together. I can you're see what the puzzle's going to be. You're starting to win me over, Eric. You're, you're getting yeah. me with this talk. I'm kind of going through. I think a, a big part of the problem is that just the threat of the Cinder Queen or Queen of Cinders, whatever you want to call her, she just looks atrocious in every panel yeah, she's and, in, and uh, it ruins a well, lot of the stuff I'll, that's I'll on the I'll tell you page. my big problem is I have no idea who she is. I really have no yeah. connection to her. I have no idea. I'm just going with hey, everybody wants hell. I mean, there you go. Yeah, she's uh, basically one of the Dark Elf schools. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I, I don't – so she's just yeah. kind of like this – in the background threat thing to get them all together. I don't really care too much yeah, fire about goblins it. Yeah, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, Broomhilda's there. And when, when Thor ends up picking up the, the crown and puts the, the crown yeah. on, becomes the, the king the of hell. Helmet. Oh my yeah. God. It's so cool. And then I'm like, how have we not explored and that's this what I'm saying. story and, yet? And, Cause now yeah. that's all I want to say. And with that, all of a sudden, now I love the art. This is what I'm, I'm saying. I'm on a I know Nippelheim. Let's oh my goodness. I'm like, boy, I'm in. So yeah, I, I was, like I was his having... rock hammer too. Like oh yeah. The, he says it's awesome. made of blood. And... Yeah. It's awesome. Blood, so frozen blood, blood, blood frozen. And stuff. Like, yeah. So cool. But He's then. He's talking metal. Yeah, really. And by the end though, you have them fighting and really the whole deal is they defeat Cinder. She ends up getting taken away. Uh, you know, she teleports out of there. And, and then... that, that is the worst part about it because we've had this whole big buildup where the whole idea is we're accidentally here from what Loki and Thor yeah. were doing. And we ended up getting into a battle, which was supposed to lead us to Malekith, you Mal-Kith, know, for the whole yep. ultimate battleground. And this whole thing with Cinder felt like it was supposed to be a lot bigger. Like we yep. were having weddings to set, and all of a sudden, oh, yeah. this one issue, it's all over. Malekith, like, take me away. I'm Audi, I'm Boom. Audi 5000, she's out. That's it. Yeah. And, and like, then with how, that. How is that the end? And then with that, you have this whole like, hey, you know, give me back my crown. 
and then, oh, you're lucky there, Balder, because I, I would have killed you if you would have been the deal. No, we're married. Slip on the ring, and now all of a sudden, I you, still don't understand what happened. I don't, happened this, in this I part. don't know how what's this going on. Then I is taking Balder's place and marrying I Hela. I didn't even think at this point we needed queen. a wedding anymore. No, you don't. That's what I'm saying. Especially if Balder goes away. Yeah, it's weird. Like they could have don't let... need to unite the armies. No. What, what are we fighting this over? This is my my yeah. thing that I don't understand. Like, is it that because it was set in motion, it had to keep going? But I never got that idea. So when it happens, I'm a like, why, zombie why did you well, we just gotta do have that? A wedding or yeah. what? I'm, yeah, yeah, really. I'm like, why did that you do this? Or whatever his name is, he gets to go to Valhalla, even though he betrayed them all in the beginning yeah, and unleashed Hela. And and he seems to be a swap, and he's going to become the cook. Uh, he's going off, yeah, that, you know, with Broomhilda. So he's going with that. And then Broomhilda gets to stay with Thor. Then they go out. But yeah, this wedding, uh, you know, tweaked. I, I just didn't understand it. I and didn't then, either. No, I was like, <laughs> I, I don't I understand it. The thing was, you know, Carnilla wanted to be with Balder and was upset because if he married Hela, they could not be together. Yeah. So she takes his place. I'm like, it seemed like step H that didn't need to happen. But then they go back. They go back to the living, the realm of the living. And that's when Loki goes to Thor and says, listen, you know, and, and then you even have Balder. He's like, oh, I want to see Mother again. He's doing all this. And, and Thor's like, yeah, there's a lot of battles going on. Bromilda, for some reasons, with them. We we have no real reason yeah. why that is. Uh, and, she's, yeah, and she's like, I'm I'm going to be here. Let's kick some butt. I'm we ready. We got a bigger war, great. you're saying, huh? Yeah, well, and, and it does set up this bigger war. But there's Loki who said, like, I'm going to take something. Remember, that was our deal. He's like, don't take any weapons because he, they're on the boat. painting that he's staring at? I don't know. He's there. now nah, because that, that's actually Balder looking at his mother. So he's there and he's drinking. Okay. It's like, I never said I was taking a weapon. Goodbye, brother. Best of luck. So you have this idea where Thor's like, everybody, Valley look Lake. to see what's going on. What did he take? And they're like, well, no, we don't I, know I what was here. I think it is that picture because they show an uh, Maybe. panel down yeah, below. It does with look that it. Yeah, actually it does. But it's weird because Baldur's looking at it at one point. He's like, I want to see Mother again. And then it's Loki who seems to take yeah, it. Yeah, it looks like the weapon matches. If yeah. you look at the weapon to the left. Yeah, it does. It looks it like, yeah, that it's hanging. I actually thought that it was like and on a table. And that makes the issue even better in my mind that all he did was take a picture he of his mother. He took a picture of his mother. Yeah. And maybe that that's going to be something. Maybe I didn't realize something was going like that. Yeah, and in that you have, you know, the comic relief of Thori at one point. I see Brandon said that he thought that Thori was switching sides. I actually thought it was funny. He thought Thor was dead. So he's like, yeah. you're my new master. Your master's over there. Forget we said that. <laughs> Runs over to Thor. I thought that was funny. I, yeah, I, you he know. had a few good moments. Yeah, and, and just the idea of, of when Thor came back from that. I like the progression where you ended up with Thor and Valhalla. He's gathering up Brumhilda and the Valkyries, and that's where you have as Thori is trying to eat Loki because he thinks he killed him. He's like, no, 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 you know, come on, dog. You know, he wraps up with a magical chain and throws this hammer. And that's how Thor came back with that hammer. So Loki pretty much completely went with the plan. He, oh, yeah. He, ended up, and, he was integral to this entire first four And I, I even like it that the old, because at the point, Thori's has, you know, basically uh, Loki's arm down his throat as he does it. And then you have... Loki's like, I missed you, dog. He's like, all oh, anyway. Because then he's, Thori still hate you, but Thori hate fire burps more and goes on. I liked it. I, I'll tell you, I'm, I wasn't as enthusiastic before Eric Shea changed me 
yeah. into liking this a little more. I actually do like it a little more because I do hey, realize talking to you guys about it actually up my score. Yeah, I think yeah, I talking say, to you. I'm gonna go a little higher. Yeah, I'm then. gonna go higher because I'll, I'll tell you before I was around a six. Uh, I'm actually going. I could go as high as a seven five now that <laughs> we had so much fun talking. I'm gonna go the heck with it. Seven five. I'm gonna go with Eric. What do you give it? I'm giving this a seven out of ten. Oh shit! Well, I'm going back to seven. Did I say <laughs> seven out of ten? I can't be more well, positive I'll, than I'll you. I'll bring down the average because I gave it a five on the site. You're gonna but go I'm going to up it to a six. Yeah. Uh, because I did. I had a little more fun. We figured like I out said, very six five with that picture, which which made I, it kind of cool. And that just Tully the show. idea that we're upping the score for a series that we loathe from the get go, something we don't even like reading, and this issue for whatever it is came together and was able to put all yeah. the pieces to like you know it made me understand what they've been trying to tell me for the past you're three right. issues eight out of ten <laughs> i'm gonna go so I'm, I'm gonna stick with seven five i i have to go with what i i the think because i actually there was a lot of things i can grab onto and it, it just seems that the art became a little more easy to follow yeah. and like you said it may be because we're into it but now that cinder's gone and we're actually not in the you know hell uh, maybe learn. it'll get even better. Maybe it'll get oh. even better yeah. uh, because With the backgrounds. Yeah, we can follow. Do. He got a little. And, he, you know, for, for Brandon, we got you know the uh, King Thor versus Phoenix Wolverine coming up in next yeah, issue. Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's so, looking forward to. Yeah, that. so let's let's be positive. We'll be positive fellows here. And yeah, I'll go seven five. So uh, just I'm just positive. My site on the or score on the site. Too. Yeah, there yeah. You. Well, that's how I'm telling you that happens when when you talk to Eric Shea. The yeah. guy always puts well, a smile on your face. Had more fun talking about this than Doctor Strange, so yeah. I'm gonna, you know, take yeah, it right. higher than that book. I'm obviously. with you, but we're gonna move on now to the first of the number ones, which is the Spider Geddon Brennan, and you're gonna give us a blurb, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. We got go Edge of Spider Geddon number one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just have, I'm so lazy, I just wrote Spider Geddon. That, that's why yeah. I said it. That, that, well, we got it, we got to be clear because then we're gonna get Spider Geddon. I know, down it's just the like the Edge of Spider Verse oh, to Spider Man. Yeah. It was crazy. Uh, but yeah, yeah they I, do this. Yeah, they did they this do. with the last one too. So this is kind of the sequel, just with a different end name. Yeah, of, yeah. And get it instead just of just to verse. confuse me. But go yeah. ahead, Brandon. Uh, we got writer Jed McKay, our team of Gerardo Sandoval, Brian Reber, and VCs Corey Pettit on letters. Uh, so the Spider Family related event coming off the heels of Spider Verse, the Edge of Spider Geddon starts here. And while I'm not quite mentally prepared for another Spider event quite yet off the heels of Venom Inc. I like Spider-Verse enough to be open-minded to the idea of this. So let's peek in on the first edge of issue and get into the punk state of mind. Just don't call our feature character Spider-Punk if you fancy your nose straight on your face. Yes. I'm doing it. I like (laughs) Spider-Punk. And I'm going into this with no... I I, I I figured Jim would like this world that they kind of built Yeah, I like it. it. And uh, I'll tell you, I like it because it's fun. And I like it also, you also have a little, you know, Ramones reference of the beat on the brat with the, the bat there and stuff like that. But I like it because, maybe because I didn't read a lot of the other things, though it, you kind of get thrown in here and I'm just in for a fun time. I, I don't know if Eric's the same way, uh, that I just want to have some fun and I'm having fun with this. And the art is yeah. incredible. So it's yeah, so 
good to look at. And it, it was easy enough to follow once you kind of get in the mode of what's going on yeah. until the end where I was a little confused of what was yeah. really going on. Well, I'll help on. you out there, but yeah. uh, it, it starts off with just a quick intro, basically, of your yeah. character and the world that he's in. Is he's... Kobe Brown. I'm yeah, like, the like Prowlers, him. the Spider-Man of this world? Yeah, he's, he's the there. anarchic Spider-Man? Yeah. Anarchic, I said. Yeah, me and Jim a... had problems with this word yeah, I'm telling you, today. I was talking to Brandon, or, uh, Eric today on the way home. Do you say anarchic? He, he kept saying, are you sure they're not saying, like, something? So, I'm like, nope. I said it's using that as an adjective. Yeah, and I'm like, I've never. So that's the funny thing with that. I think that's why they keep calling them the spider punk because it doesn't yeah. roll off your tongue. Uh, but yeah, you go in and Brandon, you, you lead us through this. Uh, you're, you're more of in the know. So let us know what goes on. Yeah, well, he's just in a fight right off the bat with this dude called Thunderstrike. Thunderstrike. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thor of the early nineties for like, you know, two yeah. years, I think it was. He took over Thor's title. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're just mixing it up. He t- actually takes him down with, with pretty much ease. And then this guy gets kind of zapped out of the sky. Uh, he turns around to be revealed to Kang, not the Conqueror, but the Conglomerator. Yeah, the Conglomerator. That's <laughs> yeah, crazy. Who, who, who's from 2099, and he basically wants to take Spider-Punk back to his time to maximize some profits. Yeah. Uh, having a real-life Spider-Punk will be better than just selling merch. You know? and, and this is the thing. This is at the point where I'm I'm reading this, and I don't know if this is playing for goofs. I don't know if it's serious. Yeah. I don't yeah, know it's if it's going to be. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't this, know if it was going to be brutal. The minute heavy. the minute that Kang the Conglomerator came, I'm like, all right, I can settle in with this. I, I can tell that this is going to be for fun, especially when the whole idea is just, you know, you're you're a big seller, my boy. Like, I'm going to get you back to 2099, and I am going to make some. Gonna, you're going to sell out. Yeah, I'm I am going like, to no, sell. I don't sell out, man. And that's Not what the best part is. He's a punk, and he keeps calling him Spider Punk, but he has to sell out. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. I, I yeah. actually really had fun with that, and then you know, pretty much gets attacked by inflatable uh, yeah, Spider-Man. Just a and bunch like, of toys of yeah. himself. I'm like, basically. I'm in. I think this is fun. And they have the craziest, like, punk's not dead. They're, you know, and then he, ah, shut up. And through the whole thing, he keeps telling. And I don't know. That, that that whole being chased by the Spider, like the little, like, you know, uh, toys of the Spider-Man, Spider-Punk kind of thing, yeah. that was a little bit on the nose for the whole idea. Like, you're being overcome by your branding and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. The whole idea, like, I, I it's a little it was bit funny. too much yeah, for the whole I idea. It, I, I thought it's suited the punk world it was all right it It was a little over the top but it worked i I just like it because you have spider punk and uh he does have a pretty hardcore looking deal now again i don't ever trust anybody well i don't ever trust anybody who has a denim jacket uh, especially a denim denim vest no way way am i ever trusting a denim vested man especially when he's hunting off i said one of my favorite ultimate world yeah i'm sitting there what what is he getting ready for the bills game i mean really Uh, the next thing he's gonna (laughs) jump off he's gonna jump off an rv into a flaming baby pool filled with vodka Uh, who knows what's gonna go on with this guy he does get Pretty much beat up what by these in things. Anarchy world stays in anarchy and, world. But, yeah, really. But I, I really World's liked Buffalo. it and the art. But I, I don't mind that he's getting attacked by these kind of funny looking things that are against and pretty much everything that's it's going like a on. Little plushy Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, and it's like really going against this hardcore punk nature of what he is. Eventually, uh, but, 
yeah, uh, you know, kind of seeks assistance from this yeah. uh, Captain America who's in his old own snafu on his own. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, having some issues. And he really meets up with them for a reason because he wants this tape that yeah, Captain America tape. has. And it's, yeah. yeah, and they have the whole I really deal. like this. Part. And it's Captain Anarchy. It's funny because they're in this punk world, so he has the A like the Captain, but it's Captain Anarchy. And, and they've taken down the president, Norman Osborn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's getting attacked by, you know, bugs. They're getting attacked by bugs. It's kind of he seen to love the beach boys yeah they love the beach boys they're there and uh you have and again that's pretty much if you're not going to be the beatles against punk and the beach boys are pretty well, the much is, the opposite they side are of the punk. beatles essentially talking about yeah. beast, a beach and, and they boy are, because of bug man yeah they, they are they definitely have the hawaiian shirts on yeah and they're yeah. definitely those are what punk kind of came about against uh, as a lot of that so it was kind of a funny deal but you have the mixtape to go off and the mixtape basically creates the big bad mixtape. Yeah, yeah, the big bad mixtape because he goes off to kind of go. Uh, FDA to, pulls and, it out of a bug's throat and he yeah. goes to use it. And he now, uses that's the it. This part is that he gets he gets the tape from Captain Anarchy, and he's like, I can understand he has to get this now to Bruce Banner. So the whole thing we can find out that it's the whole Hulk thing. Is yeah, this how he chases? Hulk, but yeah. Why does he shoot it? The tape that goes into the bug's mouth. It seems like like I, I could not understand. Why he would do that, and now we have to fight a bug to get it back. Well, here's it seems like the an deal. Progression of events. Well, here's the deal. No, he ended up. He, it got kicked by one of those thrashing. Yeah, the little Spider-Man toys. kicked it he out of uh, Cap's it. hand, and so when he grabbed it, it was heading towards the mouth, and that's why it went in instead of. Oh, okay. yeah, and then he pulled reason, it out. I didn't, I didn't see the kick for some yeah, reason. I he thought he just it. shot the tape into that thing. So I'm like, why would you do that, no. Spider-Punk? <laughs> and it, and it's, come on. And it is kind of funny where they're they're yelling because it's punk to rip it out of his mouth. Don't. Yeah, that's right. And and yeah, so they get it and they do take it. While this is all going on, Kang just keeps showing up and he's like, hey, guys, uh, this is kind of your destiny. And you're getting that whole deal. Why aren't you taking Captain Anarchy here? I like Captain Anarchy's like, who's the meatball? And he's like, why don't you take him? He's like, yeah, you know, the branding, he's a little too edgy. And also, he ends up dying old. You don't want that. And it's kind of the whole 20, it's kind of the 27 club there where he's like, you know, you know, Spider Punk, you die young. Yeah, that's what we need. We need. And I was like, oh no, at this part, I was like, don't tell me that. Yeah. And he doesn't (laughs) want to know. But yeah, in the meantime, you do have the punk Hulk that comes out. And ends up kind of destroying, or at least taking care of Kang at that at that one point, and that's where the ending happens because you it looks get, a little like Michael Jackson here. Yeah, don't yeah, he? yeah, he does. And at the end, then you end up having this female Spider Man changes a little bit throughout. It seems yeah, like. yeah, For some it does. He gets like more and more feminine looking as the issue progresses. Yeah, it seems well, like. at the end, a woman comes out. A woman's and Brandon. This is where I have to rely on you of what's yeah. going on here because she comes out. And yeah, well, Spider-Punk take- and Spider-Hulk take out uh, Kang, and yep. then um, this portal appears out of nowhere. Now, the- Spider-Punk used to be a web warrior, so he yeah. was on this oh, team. Oh, a web that- warrior, Yeah, huh? yeah they-, they had these transponders, and they would go through in different universes and solve spider-esque problems. Um, spider problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is a spider problem? Uh, that- that's the best Not way I can explain it. So spider, well, you know, no, the like universe. I know. Ending was, things, basically. They, the they would interrupt them from happening. Right. So Spider-Girl yeah. still kind of got one of these transponders, and she jumps she in. Spider-Woman. Yeah. Spider-Woman, wow. yeah. She jumps in to, to grab one of, you know, one of one of her old mates, one of the yeah. people that, that would immediately be down with the cause. And, you know, he obviously agrees to it. And they go off to start assembling the crew. Now, we're going to get different issues, yeah, each different yeah. one-shots and 
They're obviously going to get It's going to be grabbed. like Deadpool kills Deadpool. We're going to have like a rogue Spider-Man going around trying to kill other Spider-Man. Well, here's no, I'm the pretty thought. sure it's going to be that weird dude we saw in issue one who's yeah. going to be this threat. We didn't really know who he was. Remember that real ugly dude with a lot of teeth? Which no. guy? No, I don't remember either. He was, he was an issue one of Spider-Man, and oh. uh, Mysterio was begging him for an extra chance. Oh, the demon. Oh, okay, I got you. yeah, I got you. Yeah, I, I got think you. that's what this so is you meant this fuck. I'm like, this is number one. Yeah, Brandon, what, what the heck are you talking about? I'm sitting back in my like, I don't think you think why didn't they take? Why didn't they take the Hulk? I mean, she even said, she's like, oh, my God, a punk Hulk? Good grief. Jim, this is spider problem. I yeah, would, I'm it, telling you, I don't care. Spider exactly. problems are always, <laughs> uh, spider problems are taken care of with a punk Hulk. Uh, he, he can always come in handy. He came in handy here. Uh, yeah. But I do like the idea uh, of that, like what you're saying. But it's a weird kind of deal where you, you kind of have this with no explanation, even with the point where it would have been funny because you do have punk Hulk there. And yeah. she comes through, Spider Woman comes through. And he's like, hey, catch you at a bad time, Hobie. And he's like, well, I just kind of heard that I'm going to die in the near future. But, hey, I'm okay. I wish that there would have been something Hulk. where Punk Hulk says, like, who this or something. Yeah. And like, what oh, world. Here, yeah. you get the idea that they do know what's going on. But when they go off, like you said, they go off to do spider problem things. <laughs> but while this – so by the end of this, though, if you're jumping in like me and Eric, I don't know what spider problem things are at that point. So I'm like, boy, <laughs> he's really just going off and really ditching Punk Hulk. Poor Punk Hulk. Yeah. It's just there. Uh, and not only that, but after he forced Punk Hulk to become Punk Hulk again yeah, when he was out. This is he's what like, I'm saying. I don't he's ever want to do this again, him. Hobie. I know we're friends, just but you can't him. ask me to do this. I need you to do this. And okay. that's the other and thing. Now, See you later, yeah. Punk Hulk. Well, and and with it, you have to. We didn't even really go over the whole deal where, uh, you know, Punk Hulk didn't even agree right away. He actually had no. the tape and then saw that Hobie was in big trouble. So really, See, Captain Anarchy was trying to tell Hobie, yeah. it's like, you know, he does. He's not a part of this life anymore. Yeah. He wants no part of it. You can't do this. To so him. he ended up doing it to just save. You know, uh, Hobie, and then Hobie just ditches him in two seconds through that portal. And, and like I said, move. yeah, really jerk move, but I, I actually like this. I actually had a had lot fun of fun with it. it. I thought that the art was great. I, Hobie does change I a little, but the art is so good. And just the idea that it's a, it's a fun deal that you're going through, but seeing the damage that Hobie's mask is taking as they're yeah. going on and everything Such a that Spider-Man oh thing my that happened. god yeah. he's just getting the you know the the poop kicked out of him the poop I oh, say uh, but yeah I really liked it what did you give it Brandon yeah I gave it a seven point five I'm gonna stick with that I I did take some points off because I, like you said your beef was you, it didn't explain anything about yeah. Spider Gat and it just is basically a one shot about Hobie and a little background on his character and yeah. what he kind of does in his world. Uh, so if you don't have any background with Spider-Verse, uh, if this is something that yeah. – or yeah, Spider-Verse, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, start yeah. mixing them up. Uh, you don't have any of that background. You're going to be a little lost, and I'm not sure you'd continue on with things unless you're really interested. Yeah, and um, I, I am interested, but yeah, uh, yeah I Yeah, but I'm going to stick with that 7.5. This isn't one that we talked about and I'd raise. I feel comfortable with that. Yeah, or something to stick I'm going to go 7.5 as well, and uh, I have no idea – anything about the spider-verse so seeing this like i have seen you know 
so, you know, Spider Pig, Peter Porker, yeah. like stuff like Spider- that. But it, the easiest way to describe it is it's kind of Dark Knight's Metal yeah, version yeah. of Spider Man, yeah. you know. But all the Spider Men are good I guys fighting yeah. some. Threat, yeah, it's you know? you know the multiverse and things like that that I can go with. But the thing is, I don't know anything about it, but yet I was intrigued by it. And I really like Hobie, and for me. Like you said, this is kind of a thing that I could connect with. So seeing this as the first world that we went to in this, maybe that's the best thing for me because I'm in. I really had fun with this. I had a lot of fun. I'm still going to go 7-5 like you did. Uh, I'm not going to go any higher uh, only because, yeah, it's a bit confusing. Uh, and the whole thing with Kang kind of, I guess, isn't even really going to matter. As we oh, go no. forward. Yeah, and, no, that, and, that was just the villain. And that's me. what I'm saying. That seemed to be like, okay, well, that seemed pretty cool. And now that was just a setup to get him yep. to a point to be desperate. You just got to get go Hobie, off. and that's all yeah, it is. Yeah, and to get Hobie. So uh, it's, it's, if you look at it that way, real extended scenes to get to that end. Definitely. But I had fun yeah. with it. I had a lot of fun. And like, like Eric pointed out, the Beatles slash. Uh, Beach Boys, Beach Boys is, yeah. is funny because of the idea of them being a villain in and a th- punk universe. It was just a little bit. Oh, I know the joke what they're going for and everything. I just thought it was a little bit too over the top and too on the it nose. Was. You know, it, it could have been a little bit more clever in my mind. Yeah. Especially when we had the whole the marketing and the branding of Spider Man with the being attacked by his own you know merchandise. Yeah. Um, like you know, for some reason I could. I all I thought was Kurt Cobain the entire time. Yeah, and that's kind like of that. what it was. And and yeah. you did have some punk references throughout in some of the things that. But I do like Hobie. I think that he's pretty cool. And uh, 7.5, what about you, Eric? I would give this a 7 out of 10. You know, I think I really like the art in this issue. And for what this is, it does its job. If you like, you know, especially if you you don't care or if you do like Spider-Punk, Spider-Man, it's a cool world just to jump into real quick before you move on. But it doesn't make me care about the the story that it's going to tell. So I would probably be out just because I don't care about this. Even leading into what we're talking about next with Extermination, where I think that what like you know Nathan Summers and that has the right idea. We got to stop all the multiverse, all the alternate future timelines. <laughs> yeah. We got to cut all the shit down, because stuff down because it's just too much. It's yeah. just becoming too over the top and hard to follow. So I'm like, all right, let's just get rid of all this. So you know Nathan Summers come through. Yeah, but no, for yeah. one is you know seven out of ten. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, I'm just in it. I, I just want to have fun with these Marvel books, and I'm having some fun. I actually the am having fun. The next one is uh, the next one shot is a Gerard Way joint to let you know. Yeah, well, we'll see how that is. <laughs> I, you know, I don't. Uh, hopefully, it I, comes I, out. On- yeah, really. Hopefully, it does come out on time. But yeah, I think that I'd stick with it just to stick with it for some fun. Uh, though it doesn't feel as important as I actually thought it would. I mean, it was a little more goofy than important, unlike the next book. That seems very important to me. Uh, and that is what, uh, Brandon? We got, uh, Extermination Number One, written by Ed Brisson, our team Pepe Larez, Marte Garcia, and VC's Joe Sabino. Uh, one thing you can count on when you read an X-Men title is time travel coming into play in some way, shape, or form. And just about most yeah, and just about most of the runs you read eventually. There are only a few properties that have more complex and confusing continuity than the X-Men, and I don't care enough to list them here. So what better way to start your Weird Science Marvel Comics podcast experience with the X-Men than with the time travel story? Hopefully we don't regret it. Let's dive in. Yeah. Uh, but going, going into this, so I just thought to myself, you know, it's, it's been a couple of years since I've read, like, you know, uh, X-Men. And, you know, even from when I was growing up, and I thought back to it, I'm like, it's gotten weird. But no, no, it's it's always been weird, like you said. Yeah. But I mean, thinking about, like, you know, all <laughs> these characters we have, and it's like everybody is just from an alternate future or past yeah. or yeah. some reality. I'm like, 
you guys need to come up with some better characters because all we have are duplicates of everybody yeah, else. Everybody from different yeah. times and uh, clones and, and all that. But yeah, it starts off and you have this hooded figure who's 20 years in the future and goes through pretty much the whole X-Men just destroyed. Even yeah, at the one school's point. blown up, which actually yeah. isn't that odd to see. But no, no, all, all the dead bodies. All, all yeah. They're all dead. Just, yeah, they're all dead. So they he goes in the, the the hooded figures like, oh man, he messed up. He did it again. You know, he couldn't Cyclops do this. Cyclops is so. apparently back twenty years in the future. Yeah, so that's yeah, thing. yeah. So you or see did that. he just never go back? Oh, but yeah, yeah. Or is that young Cyclops? I don't right yeah, now. yeah. Because that's, he, that's a paradox as well. I know. I don't know it's crazy. I I am not living in a house with Shark Boy. This was probably uh, an inside job of somebody. <laughs> yeah, who's not it does look crazy, and he is very prominent there. Uh, but yeah, it's crazy. And you go to the present then, and in the present you have these French mutants that are in Chicago during a yeah. mutant, uh, you know, protest. Anti-mutant protest. I, I mean, yeah. it's such a weird deal. And I asked Brandon. I have no previous memories no. before this point yep. right now. And I asked Brandon, do you know who they are or whatever? And he said, no. No. It seems I don't like think anybody yeah, knows no. who these so are. They, they these grab seem to be them. the integral parts of the story. Yeah. And they end up, you have the X-Men, the young X-Men come and grab them and take them away. And uh, take them, the original you know, five and yeah. Bloodstorm for yep. some reason. Yeah, and, and, and that's the whole thing. When did Bloodstorm become a main character? Because uh, I used to read Mutant X back in like I think was it like 2099 or whatever it was, and I actually fell in love with these characters. The, the storyline was never all that great. It never really went as far as it could have. But I loved all the alternate characters that they created for that Mutant X universe and made me love Havoc for the way they made him look there. But I'm like. I never thought I would see these characters again like that. I'm like, why is Bloodstorm they here? How does that going, make sense? They keep going to different parts of like time and stuff and, and just, just bringing tag-alongs back. Yeah. And at one point they had, um, I don't know if he's still on the team. I haven't read X-Men Blue in a while. But they had Jimmy Hudson, the Ultimate Universe Wolverine on the team for a bit. I don't know where he is currently. <laughs> Uh, but they just keep, you know, who's ever jumping through time at that moment is on the X-Men blue team. And then I, that's the thing is, too, when I saw this team, you know, like we have the original young yeah. five X-Men. And I thought when I saw a Bloodstorm, I'm like, now, is this Bloodstorm from the Mutant X universe or is this just a storm taken from when she was bitten by Dracula and brought to the present? She's a Dracula, you know? yeah. sir. She's, She's a Dracula. Dracula. She's a Dracula. Either well, that, way, that was, so we'll just roll the, with that. Yeah. That was the whole point, She's Jim, back in the um, – in the Mutant X universe, she was bitten by Dracula, and they never killed Dracula, so she stayed a vampire. Oh, she's and a later vampire. Well, became a vampire. She's a vampire here. And the funny thing is, as it goes on, because you do have uh, these French mutants being checked, uh, you know, over uh, by Dr. Reyes, and they don't have memories. They even have where Gene even scanned their memory and said, no, no, they, they don't oh, have anything. I, I peeped right, around right, in I, that. I, I just noticed something, too. Uh, what happened to Angel's Wings? What's that with oh, the that that their fire wings, right? Yeah, yeah. That right. happened. That happened in the Black Vortex. It was some yeah. crossover with the Guardians of the Galaxy. How can they ever go back to their time when things have changed hey, drastically? Hey, they're just heading back, baby. He hasn't well, even met Apocalypse yet. Well, with this though, you end up having. Well, he's Scott. ready for him. Yeah, now. really. Now he's ready. You have Scott and Blood Bloodstormer are on a date, kind of, and you have Time the idea. Done. Yeah, they have Don't the whole idea where with the vampire Scott, yeah, it's a good thing. Scott's trying to like he doesn't know how to order and and all that, but it, they just get attacked and then they get attacked by Ahab and his <laughs> hounds. One which yeah. looks very much and like the that, Batman who laughs. Scott, and Scott this is Summers. an alternate future villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's we, ha- crazy. we have a was it Days of Future Past villain here? Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> 
And what happens, though, is I actually like this deal because obviously they want to get rid of Bloodstorm right away. She's just there. She ends up getting run through and she gets killed. And that's where Scott's like, oh, my God, Bloodstorm. And Abe's like, listen, there's a lot of these vampires around. (laughs) I have got my my I have silver weapons because these vampires. That's my favorite line of the book. I had my harpoon laced with silver for such occasions. Like, oh, you just run into mutant vampires all the time there, buddy. And he, he says he basically like the future is lousy with these vampires. I'm sick of it. And I'm like, that's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, because then, and then that just makes Scott freak out and, and yeah. just blast them. Uh, but, but they're with, not dead somehow. Yeah, no, they, they seem to get away and he. Did, I thought the hounds died, but the hounds, I think, away. died, but, but he got away. No, and, there's three, like, blue bubbles being teleporting yeah, everyone out of there. Yeah, so. they well, maybe blue, they're dead and they went with them. Bodies, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. but they go in the meantime. You have this hooded figure watching and he's chasing. And it's very quick because you have Scott reacting to, you know, Bloodstorm. She's dead. He's walking out. He's trying to get a hold of Gene, like code blue, code blue. And in the meantime, then you also see that Bobby is in yeah. big trouble as yeah, well. He's the first to react. Yeah. Yeah. He, like leaves his what plays at or whatever. Like, yeah. He, he was at a rent. play. He was at a play. No, it seems like he's watching Hamilton. Yeah. He yeah, oh, it does okay. look like that. It's actually their version. Jefferson. It's actually on the marquee. <laughs> so he's watching Jefferson and he does react. And that's where he gets attacked and things get, I mean, they get crazy real quick yeah, because then cable shows up, up and I started like, Oh yeah, word. this is also with me. And even without having much of an X-Men background, I, I did review this on the site and I said, I don't have a lot of X-Men background, but for some reason, this story is basic enough even with the crazy characters, that I can concentrate more on trying to gather what's going on with the characters and things well, the, like that. The, the craziest part is where we have Ahab. He just killed Bloodstorm. He yeah. seems to be all infatuated with Cyclops, which whenever we have something like that, and plus you add in the whole, you know, the the cable aspect and yeah. the young cable aspect by the end, it only makes me think of, you know, Mr. Sinister's back in town. But it's such a weird thing because it seems that Nathan Summers, the young, you know, cable yeah. – and this Ahab, they are separate incidences going on, yeah. and they actually don't That's have a I connection. Yeah. No. yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and, and with that Ahab, Ahab even kind of catches some people up if you're just jumping in this. And this is a tough book to just jump in, especially for me. Eric at least has a background with things. But even when he shows up, he's like, boy, you're a lot younger than I thought you'd look. Like, you look like a little baby. And then he blasts, and like, oh, man, you have a little more powers than I thought. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, that kind of gets you going. And because I had read uh, a bit of the X-Men, that was actually the only X-Men I've really read was that Bendis when they brought them back. So I actually ended up knowing, you know, about the younger team and all that. Uh, but yeah, they end up and, and it, it does seem like Eric said, it seems like a separate deal there, uh, where you have Bobby getting attacked and, and Cable goes Cable to help shows him. Up. Yeah, yeah. He, he's trying to help him. In the meantime, they end up back where Scott ends up back at the, you know, the Xavier Institute there. And he's just yelling, you know, they killed Bloodstorm, where's Rachel, all this. And again, I, you guys are going to have to take over and because Rachel yeah. Summers, the future, the alternate she, future I mean, version. Uh, yeah. Like, oh. yeah, Rachel Summers is a future version. She used to be a hound for Ahab back yeah. in the original story that escaped him, started working with the X-Men and came to the present with them. She's been actually around since the early 2000s. Yeah. She's been around for a while. She's not like... Yeah. 
one of the original five that's only been around yeah, for a couple yeah. of years. And that makes I, sense. I'm just waiting for Madeline Pryor to show up now, too. I'm like, you know, and then we have the original Jean Grey back, the, like, yeah, the young Jean Grey. We have Rachel yeah. Summers. I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going me? on. we got to shut this down. And with yeah, that she Rachel. She ends up getting these marks back on her yeah, face. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the thing. The hound marks start coming back, so she knows what's going on. And, yeah, they're trying to figure out what they can do because every they can't get a hold of Bobby. And they start and they get, they use Cerebro. They're trying to get a hold of not only Bobby, but who is attacking them. And they end up like, well, I can't get a hold of Bobby, but I got a blip from Cable. I mean, there's some crazy stuff going on where they realize by the end of this that both Cable and Bobby are dead. They are done. They can't get a hold of them. And uh, that's pretty crazy. And, you know, yeah. then you have... Well, Bobby's taken and they find yeah, Bobby's that Cable died. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah, he takes them. He kills Cable, but I'm telling you, uh, yeah, actually, it looks like he has like a shocker on on Bobby. Who he yeah. takes then and puts him in a, a tube, but they can't get a hold of him. They can't, yeah, they can't end up uh, getting that. All of a sudden, then Jean Grey comes with Nightcrawler. I'm like, I don't know what's going on with, yeah, this, with this is the red team. This yeah, is the yeah. team. It's not my favorite team. It, yeah. It's just, I'm telling you, when you start adding all this stuff in, and then by the end, the whole idea that now it's like, you know, Cable came back to let this original X-Men team see what their future selves looked like so they could finally go back and, you know, change his future. That's what it seemed to be Cable's mission now from all along. And this younger version like, it's not working out, old man. I'm going to have to, like, you know, put things in my own hand and kill his future self. Like, you you are playing with a lot of forces right now, Marvel. That's where I'm confused here because in the beginning, uh, before we know it's young Cable, he says, uh, you know – uh, he blames some old man. Now Which I don't he, know if he's talking. He about must mean Beast. Cable. He's blaming Cable. Yeah, he the must mean Cable. But Beast is actually the one that brought the original yeah, five yeah. back. Yeah, I guess though maybe in the future Cable was supposed to do something to prevent that. I mean, really, here's the thing: you have the young Cable at the beginning saying, "Oh old man, you messed up," whatever, and what he is looking at is the destruction of the X Men. So yeah. you get the idea that teenage Cable is trying to do something where he's not trying to get rid of them. He's trying to save them somehow yeah, and trying, trying to change to the future. So, yeah, yeah, it's going to be one of those things where it, it looks like he's bad, but he's trying to help everybody and at least save them. Uh, but it is weird. And like you said, I, I took that he was talking about Cable himself, that Cable was supposed to kind of change all this wonkiness. Yeah. And I think I, – I don't know – what extermination really is about, but the way it's playing out, it, ha- it is it just to get everything back in order so yeah, that they I, can actually have... From what have... I understand from Solicits, it's to basically get these original yes. five back to the timeline and, and so the they timeline. can do the next event, which is kind of thinning the herd of oh, the lineup. Oh, that's what I'm when, saying. Try to get yeah, things back, back in order. When they go back to the normal timeline, if it doesn't become its own Earth itself at that point, like, you know, you can't change the past or future, stuff like that, if they go back everything's going to have a complete reboot for the X universe for how everybody's going to be acting. And yeah. they're going to be back. Like right there, it's like Warren Moore, the future too. Like Marty's going to be rich and, yeah. and exactly. Bob's yeah. going to be married to Biff. Yeah. He's going to be alive again. Psychos yeah. Well, that's what everybody again. wants. You want, you want to have Wolverine. You want to have, you know, and he'll be back anyway, but you want Xavier back and, all that Wolverine stuff. Wolverine will have flame claws. Yeah, he'll have flame claws. Yeah, that's nonsense. Yeah, Don't but it does so seem stupid. like by the end that they, it's going to reset some things, and and we'll see how that moves forward. But it's almost like the books have gotten so wacky and so many different but teams this, and so this many. This really reminded me of like you know almost like the Flash War of our DC Comics type of thing, where the whole point of this seems to be let's shut the Speed Force down. No more time yeah. travel. 
No more yeah. multiverse because we have all you these versions of the characters who are just here, and all you're doing is confusing yeah. people and making things wonky. We got to shut it down. Yeah, I thought you meant that disappointing is what I thought yes, you meant. Very, <laughs> very disappointing. No. But no, I, I like this. I'm having a good actually, time with this so I, far. I'm having yeah, a good how time too. It is. It's entertaining. I don't even know what the, is going on half the time, uh, but. It seems big. And really, in my review, I said this is pretty much going hand in hand. My view is when me me and you, Brandon, talk about Death of the Inhumans, where there yeah. are things getting killed and all these things. So it seems big, but I don't yes, have as much happened. of a connection because I don't know all the characters. But I, I'm willing to go forward and have a lot of fun with it. What did you give it, Brandon? I gave it a seven out of ten. Uh, I I liked it a- enough. You know, it started off a little slow. I I liked the whole reveal of Young Cable by the end, though, yeah. and him getting the the original five back to what we think is where they belong. So he, he stops this future he he saw from happening. Um, the the roster's a little crowded, so a lot of the jumping back and forth yeah. kind of kind of slows the progress of the issue down a, uh, a little bit. But like. This was an oversized issue, and it read a lot, a lot quicker to me than yeah. like a oh, Doctor I didn't realize Strange it was or a Thor. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize, and, and it's funny because we didn't mention it when when I was reading Thor. That first like ten pages of Thor. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! That was crawling. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I kept looking, and I then all of a sudden I got into and it. I was like, oh, that's yeah. It? Then I got into it because it it did pick up yeah. then. This I never once looked. This is where I, yeah, I say there. It doesn't art, happen a lot. The art yeah. is also great, too. Yeah. I mean, oh, this, I this the is probably my favorite art of the week, just nudging out Spider-Verse in yeah. that category. I think I like but, Spider-Verse uh, a little bit more uh, than yeah. the I'm with Brad on this one. I think this really? book does take the cake for all the best art this week. How dare you? I, I, I'm going to go uh, seven. I like uh, actually, too. Yeah, I'm going to go <laughs> seven, five. And, and mainly because uh, a lot of the big things happening and things going on with that, it, I don't really get as much. So, you know, I'm not going to some of these things aren't going to hit as big with me that they would with a lot of people who know more uh, X-Men lore and things like that. But I still liked it. And I do like the art, though. I think Spider-Geddon was better. But uh, yeah, seven, five for me. What about you, Eric? I'm going to go 7.5 as well. And the whole thing that really I like about this is that it got me started thinking about the different – because like, you guys know I've been out of X-Men for a while, and I've been ke- trying to catch up on different aspects of it. But when I see, you know, like Scott Summers, young Scott Summers, he's out with Bloodstorm. This character comes in like, you know, we have Cable dying. We have different versions of Cable. We have all these versions of Jean Grey. We have a young version of Scott Summers, and that just makes me think of Mr. Sinister, especially if Ahab goes in right away and kills Bloodstorm because he can't be mingling with Bloodstorm when he's supposed to make the perfect genetic, you know, mutant with Jean Grey. So, like, the whole thing is like, all right, we got to make sure that the future stays the way it is, and that's why I think that's going off on its own. But also, it's a weird thing when I say that, and the whole point of young Nathan Summers seems to be is collecting these original X-Men, which yeah. it seemed that Ahab was trying to do a Cyclops as well. So I don't like – I was just going back and forth with all these different theories, and the point of that is I had fun reading this issue because I had my mind going – all over the place, and I had a good time with either like the thought I had with it. But I love the art in this book, and even though like I find a lot of it convoluted with all the time travel nonsense that this yeah. uh, X Men have been doing over the past fifteen years now since I've been away, it seems like I had a lot of fun reading it. And I actually really look forward to seeing where this book goes. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I think they do a good job actually of this issue of if you just have a, a small like identity of who's on what team. You, yeah. you do, that's all you really need to know. You don't need to right. know much more than that, and, and it, it it works in that way. Like this is one of the first X Men books as, as a team 
uh, together I've enjoyed in, in a while because I'm awesome. not really digging the color books. And uh, you're an X-Men guy, so that, that's pretty I'm a, good. I'm a Wolverine guy. You're a guy, Wolverine guy, but yeah. Guy, but yeah. yeah, yeah, I enjoyed this. It was yeah. fun. Yeah, so that is it. What is your book of the week, Bryn? Uh, I went with Edge of Spider-Geddon, number one. Spider-Punk stole my heart this yeah, week. Yeah, so. I, I think that mine was a tie between Tony Stark Iron Man and Spider-Geddon. Eric, what about you? Mine is a tie between Tony Stark, Iron Man, and Extermination. Yeah, that's cool. So uh, next week, though, we have a bunch of books, and we I'm going to list all the books that we have. We may shuffle one or two to the week after, which we only have a couple, but we have The Amazing Spider-Man number four, Avengers number six, Black Panther number three. I know that Brandon has been waiting for that one. We have The Punisher, (laughs) Punisher number one. Century number three, which me and Brandon have been waiting for. We have Venom number five, and we have West Coast Avengers number one that I figure that we'll probably be talking about, at least start out with that and yeah. see how I'll that I'll give it is. a try. It's got Gwenpool in it. I like Gwenpool. Yeah, yeah. So we'll check nice. that out. So I, I think that I was telling Eric that maybe uh, Brandon, me, and you will switch Century to the next week. We'll see how it yeah. goes. But that is the end of the podcast. Eric, what do we say at the end? That's all we've got for this episode of the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. Until next time, make mine fresh star. Oh, here it is.